Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Uh, look out. <laughs> it's only me. It's only the camera. With Pete Davis, sidekick producer and sports raconteur extraordinaire, and the mechanical mangler of the controls, you know him as Falounder. How's it going? It's Wednesday, right? All day. I love it. Uh, hi, uh, 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 Pete Davis. How's it going in the old mountains of Macon up there, sir? Can, can I pull the curtain back a little bit here on the show? Yeah, absolutely. Well, of course, uh, you can see me on the video, and I can see you on the video, but yeah. before you can see me, yeah. I had the camera pointed back at you. And this, this, <laughs> this gentleman... Do you know what he did, Flounder? What? He immediately acted like it was a mirror, and he started primping and it by pushing his hair back and looking at his <laughs> nose hairs. <laughs> he oh, that is such a camera. crock of crap. Baloney. <laughs> I, the last thing I do is adjust my ear rockets on my to make sure I can hear with, with my headphones. Yeah, like I, yeah, and by the way, just a minute ago, I put the, the little camera right up in my face. Uh, uh, and uh, just for and nobody reacted to it, so I put it back where it goes. I I don't like I hate looking at me. In fact, I was thinking about this. Oh, by the way, hi and I flounder first. Hi, oh yeah, no, see there you go. Oh, that's that's very bad. He's putting it up on the cam on the picture of me on his picture. Oh, that's horrible. Uh, flounder, how are you doing? What's going? On? Are you feeling better? You were off our thanks to Morning Joe filling in for you yesterday. No, yes, I, big I thanks to better. Morning Joe. Did a great job. And uh, yesterday I was a little bit under the weather, not too bad. It was yeah. Veronica that yeah. was. In pretty rough you shape for the past two days. Your, her and my dad both got food poisoning on Sunday afternoon, wow. and they haven't gotten better. I mean, they're they're a little bit out of the woods, but they still got the tail end. Really, of it. man, that's brutal. I mean, I mean it's, it's Wednesday. Geez. Yeah. So I mean, she, they were two days of just yeah, nausea. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, you know all the details, mercy. but it just never went away. Wow, that definitely is uh, horribly horrible. But to answer your question, yes, there are two bathrooms in the apartment. So, uh... <laughs> I was going to say. Uh, uh, by the way, uh, Morning Show's dad apparently is a big, a uh, big fan big of the fan, pro, yeah. uh, which uh, of the program. So that was kind of nice. Anyway, uh, we appreciate him filling in. Yesterday. A funny story is this was when me and Veronica first started dating. I stayed at her place one night, and she has a she had a one bedroom one uh, one bed one bathroom apartment, oh. and I got food poisoning that night. Oh, oh man! On your oh, the first time. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, no. honey, turn up the radio. I'll be I, back I, in a minute. At that point, I was like, you, yeah. <laughs> turn on the TV real oh. loud, will you, for a minute there? Ay, ay, ay. Oh, it's uh, that's it. That's probably even not quite as bad as if you go to somebody's house at a party and you go, you use the restroom and you hit the thing and all of a sudden the water starts oh, backing oh, yeah, up. Overflowing. <laughs> <laughs> that's when you really start praying to God. <laughs> oh, mercy. Uh, anyway, uh, how y'all doing? 306, it's only me, it's only the camera. Here's a phone number. We love phone calls. 404-741-1230. 741-1230. What's the matter? Sorry. 
Oh, do uh, you like my sign? <laughs> I'll read the sign. Our sign said, "Now I didn't see. I don't know whether my coat's blacking. I, I don't. I don't know where. What? I don't know what shows up anywhere." Uh, the sign says, uh, "Cannibal husband, I don't like your mother." Cannibal wife, then try the potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little ditty uh, for our afternoon crowd. Uh, anyway, a nice day, boy. 307, a lot of newsy stuff going on here, <clears throat> including the fact that we're uh, apparently all going to die from a speeding asteroid uh, that could wipe out everybody. Uh, also, you're going to hear some stuff from the hearings, a couple of hearings today. Uh, FBI Director Christopher Perjury uh, testified once again about how much he uh, blamed Republicans for the Chinese invasion. Uh, we'll also hear from uh, Lindsey Graham, uh, who's unloading at the hearing about uh, social media. And uh, he really took on Mark Zuckerberg, made him turn around and apologize. Josh Hawley. Oh, we got some really good stuff there uh, coming up for that. Also, uh, I think, I'm telling you, the world is going nuts over Taylor Swift and the thing with the NFL and the Super Bowl and now the presidential campaign. And now the, the, there's one conspiracy theory after another about how this was all planned. And it was planned from a long time ago that she would be, uh, become the big star, get to the Super Bowl. They've arranged for the Super Bowl to happen, so Kansas City with her boyfriend. And then, uh, and then she will announce on the Super Bowl her support for Joe Biden. And the whole thing was planned. So anyway, that, I mean, that, again, huh. that's one of the conspiracy theories. So, by the way, we got that little 12-second uh, uh, thing going on here, so maybe we can uh, adjust uh, something or other on the old Calabanga with the no. uh, fridge latcher. Uh, I just didn't say anything that time. There's, oh, there's well, no, no, I trust me. <laughs> anyway, uh, 308. Also, let me address this before we get to oh, – oh, and uh, what, uh, a lot of political stuff. Uh, the uh, floozy of Fulton, uh, Fulton County, Fanny, was, she's in the news. Congresswoman Sheila Lee Jack, uh, Jackson Lee, she's a snake. She's a vicious hypocritical, racist, bigot snake. And she says, oh, you know, you want to impeach Mayorkas, that little pimp from the border guy? She says, you want to impeach him? You're, you're using impeachment. It's not supposed to be used as a political tool for revenge. Oh, really? <laughs> I mean, like you have, oh, my. I mean, the nerve of these people. They just say, you Republicans are using impeachment for revenge. Oh, my God. She actually has the balls to say it out loud. I mean, I, I mean, it's just, a, 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 <laughs> I can't believe it. Also, I, I have to warn you now, Pete, Davis, we haven't really talked about this beforehand. In fact, I didn't read it until just recently, but Pete found a story. Uh, but it's a, a woman who is a, a sex therapist, of, a, a, a professional, something like that, relationship sex therapist professional. And she says, you women have four lies that you tell yourselves about men, and it's messing you up. And she's going to try to set you straight, so will we. But one of them concerns the uh, male uh, uh, Schlafenhofen, uh, let's say. Okay, we're going to have to use a medical term now because we don't. I, I mean, I can say the, the, the P word. You can say the five-letter P word on the radio, but I don't like it. I, I, don't want, I don't say it out loud because I think it's, I don't like it. So I'm not going to say, say Richard. It. Yeah. So say Richard. Well, whatever. We'll, we'll say the uh, no, Harfenflufen or whatever it is. But anyway, we're we're going to be talking. No, about sir, that. I don't like it. <laughs> we're going to talk, <laughs> be talking about the Welcome Back Flounder. Uh, talking about that uh, shortly, a little bit later on. Anyway, we got that too. And Richard Simmons is back in the news. He's been a recluse. Now they're doing a movie about him, and he want he has nothing to do with it. And they're not talking about anyway. We'll we'll, we'll talk about that too. And um, let's see. Uh, oh, uh, did you see the video of those those illegal immigrants? 
kicking the crap and beating those police officers? Holy sweat. And by the way, the point to make, and we'll talk about it later on, about crime. And, oh, oh, speaking of crime, remember when crime TV shows used to be about law and order? Now it's about social justice. Anyway, the the cop, the thing on the cop. Notice that all those guys arrested were between the ages of 19 and 24 or something. Able-bodied, single men coming across our border by the hundreds of thousands. Unidentified, unf- unaffiliated as far Anyway, you know, stuff like that. Uh, so we'll, we'll talk about that. We got all this stuff. Flounder's Funnies, Pete's Tweets, uh, Holy Crap is Sports. Uh, a million things, and I will address this now. Yes, and true. Yes, it's true. I went down to my car this morning, and I did a little... Oh, oh and I've got a thing about the VA and also a surprise. I'm going to lead off of that the next section, and I'm going to show you how your life can change and change everything about your attitude. Boom, like that. But first, uh, I, did, I went to my car, and I turned on my thing, my, my air supply by uh, air supply with a, 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 all out of love. <clears throat> Or lost enough. I forgot which one it is. Lost enough. I can't remember. Anyway, um, and so uh, so I, I, I did it without me taught, without me singing in it. I showed, I, I gave a little example of how that section that I like, uh, again, that really makes me chill. It gives me chills. It's like a male orgasmic uh, uh, or, or female. I mean, it's it's a way, it's a, like a feeling of intimacy uh, from that, whatever, it's a chord or a tone or a note or whatever. And a lot of people feel that same thing in various ways for various reasons. Anyway, that is, there's an official scientific name for it stuff like that. So I put that on the car radio, on the, I, I turned in the radio, and I showed how that part uh, part of that song actually puts one layer after another of the chords. It's like Beethoven, I mean, uh, Mozart, uh, Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart used to build uh, responses of things. So I did that and talked all about it. Well, here's the reaction I got. I put it on Facebook to help, because people were saying, oh, oh, yesterday I could have listened to it, except you were singing over it. So I said, okay, wise guy, so I'm not going to sing this time. So I did a whole thing uh, on Facebook just for you who didn't want to hear me being part of it, trying to show you that I care about what you're concerned about. Okay, so I put it on there. Here's the reactions. <clears throat> Jeff, time to turn in your man card, Kimmer. <laughs> uh, Robert says, and the gayness continues, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Although the chick's like it. Ginger said, play Angel Eyes. It's so cool. Linda said, uh, I also like All Out of Love. Uh, oh, and by the way, and part of the thing is I, I showed the difference between how the layers work and the different chords. Uh, the first one was in the first part of the song. At the end of the song, what I said was, I, as I was describing the, what was going to happen, I said, and at the end, the soprano comes in at the end, and she really kills it for the ending of the song. Uh, Todd wrote in, uh, it's not a she, it's two guys. <laughs> I had no idea. I've, I've never seen their picture. I didn't know who. And by the way, it sounds like a chorus of like nine. So how could it be two guys? Anyway, if you get to uh, New Zealand, <laughs> apparently, but uh, at the 150 mark of that song uh, is where they where the girl, which is actually a guy, comes in to change everything. Anyway, so that's some reaction I got from just trying to be uh, show you that I care about our music as well. All right, look out, 314, Kimber Pete and Flounder, the VA in an update, and how you can change your life in a second next with the Kimber Pete and Flounder. <laughs> it just reminds me of, like, machines dancing or some sort of German automaton factory song or something. I don't know why. <laughs> it doesn't, it's kind of machine-like, like he's talking like a robot. 
band. <laughs> you just praised Air Supply, and now you're trashing David Bow. I'm telling you, it's only me. It's only the camera with Pete and Flounder. And on this day in 28... Uh, i got to get my things on here. I can't read. I'm all screwed up. Uh, 2016, David Bowie left an estate... Valued at $100 million, according to his will, filed in New York. Half goes to his widow, Imam, the famous former model. Along with a home they shared in New York, the rest was shared between his son and daughter. Bowie's personal assistant, Corrine Schwab, was left $2 million. Another million went to a former nanny, Marion Skeen. David Bowie, that was 2016 that he died? Holy cow, eight years? Does that seem like eight years ago? Uh, no. Wow. Huh. Uh, anyway, let's see what we got here. It's a birthday. Uh, I don't understand. It's, here's a birthday. This is Flounder's list of uh, birthday people. Minnie Driver, 54. And it says here, she's the badass, aggressive mother of a kid with cerebral palsy on the ABC sitcom Speechless. I've never heard. Ever heard of that? You know that show? I've never heard of that. It, show. it was on for like one year or two years. That was oh. it. Yeah. Uh, Mini Driver Fifty Four. Your kids might also know her from Ella Enchanted, and as the voice of Jane in Disney's animated Tarzan. And that's where it stops. She was great in the uh, the Brad Pitt and Dustin Hoffman movie about where she was a social worker and they were lawyers and they uh, there was a the, oh god I can't remember it was a great movie uh, oh I, it was one of those hard movies Pete where the teenagers get in trouble as kids get to reform school and then and they're raped and abused and then they get adults and they get back at the bad guys uh, 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 who's the seven degrees Kevin Bacon was in it played one of the security guards they they raped the kids and they got him at the end in the bar do you remember that? Oh, it was a great movie. Uh, uh, I can't remember the name oh. of it, but it was a great movie. Hard movie. Very hard movie. She's known for Goodwill Hunting. That's the other one I wrote down here. the other one. With Matt Damon. Gross Point Blank. And Gross Point Blank, right. Those, and, and the radio broadcaster movie. Yeah, and, but they didn't mention those three movies were great movies. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of surprised. Anyway, Mini Driver's 54. I shouldn't criticize other people's judgments of the movies they should be in, but I, I'm doing it, and I don't care. Uh, let's see. Oh, the other day, we were trying to figure out some girl, some famous singer who posed nude. Remember? Who were we talking about? Do you remember? Was it, I don't think it was yesterday with uh, with Morning Joy. I think it was the, a couple of days ago. We were talking about some... Uh, I, oh, Tiffany. Tiffany. And, and the question was whether she posed nude. I forgot whether... Why, had she lost a thing? She did post nude. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, oh, guess, yeah. guess what? <laughs> On this day, 35 years ago, 1989, LaToya Jackson posed nude for the March issue of Playboy. Uh, wow. 35 years ago. Holy smokes. Uh, 320 with a camera, Pete and Flounder. Oh, by the way, this uh, 3 o'clock hour is brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan. If you need financing to grow your business, visit firstlibertyga.com. By the way, we have uh, some songs left on our list of the worst songs of the 70s, ranked by Rolling Stone magazine. And we'll do, we have a, a few of those. We have three left, I think. And we'll, uh, we'll do some more of those a little bit later on. Also, Pete's tweets. Um, and, um, oh, we got, I, I got a TV thing I want to talk about, too. But first, I, I, I got, I got, I, what's the matter? We got a phone call? Was the movie you were thinking of Hell's Kitchen? Yeah, no, 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 no. That's what the caller just did. No, it was, uh, I, I should go, I should, I didn't know it was going to be in the history thing or I would have Googled it. Um, um, if you Google Dustin Hoffman plays a lawyer and, and, uh, and, uh, um, uh, Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt and Dustin Hoffman movie and, and played lawyers, I guarantee you. And it was a hard movie because part sleepers, sleepers, 
Sleeper. Pete, you remember that now. I think, didn't you see that once? Sleepers. I didn't see it. Oh, well, if you do see it, I'm telling you this. What, what I would, what I do when it's on again, I'll, if it shows up again, I'll DVR because it's really a good movie. But oh. there's parts of those kids being abused. I always go right through that. I can't watch that part. So it's a tough movie. Does it see, mean that we're both, if we're both gay, <laughs> if we're uh, watching the Truman Capote movie tonight? Is that on tonight? Well, I don't have the app. Is it on a, a TV or not an app? FX. Oh, it is? I don't remember. Oh, what's the name of it? Oh, we got uh, this thing working. Swans. Bless it. Um, no. Well, I'm going to try to. I'm going to try to uh, remember to go DVR or watch it tonight or something. Uh, let's see. Let's, I'm going to talk. I got some TV talk. First of all, first of all, I have to. Uh, I have to do this. Um, I got. Uh, I, oh, I also put on Facebook this morning a rant about what happened when I got home last night and went to the mailbox. And the mailbox was a package, and the package was from the Veterans Administration. And it was filled with forms and papers and uh, stuff that I had to fill out. And it said, uh, we required, you need your written signature. We don't take uh, uh, faxed whatever's on the uh, 4142. uh, And and so they also sent uh, form number 4142A, and it had all kinds of stuff about uh, uh, blanks to fill in, such as uh, time and place of of your appointment, uh, the diagnosis by the certain red. I mean, it's stuff that I don't have. It was 20 freaking years ago. You know, it was from Vietnam in 1968 with Agent Orange, for God's sakes. But the effects didn't happen until 20 years ago. And Piedmont Hospital chucked out my medical records because they don't keep them. So I don't have my medical records because I didn't have my Atlanta safe house <laughs> down in Florida like an idiot when I retired. Anyway, so I didn't have the records. So, so I went to this, uh, this wonderful uh, lady named uh, Rita at the Georgia Department of Veterans Services. Uh, they're, they're the people who help people try to deal with Veterans Administration stuff. And she is an angel. She's a goddess. Um, and so and, and she died. it's been going on for a year and a half. A year and a half, and suddenly I get a packet in the mail saying, "Well, we're processing your claim. You're processing. Oh, that's that's so nice. Uh, but however, you need to do that." And I'm thinking, "Oh my God! I was up all night." I was up all night, and I got to the point where I said, you know, they're doing this on purpose. They do this so you can't possibly do it. You just, you give up. You say, screw it. What, you, you know, what, what am I going to get? Maybe a couple hundred bucks a month? Boy, that's going to change my life. I mean, I say it'll help pay my gas bill. That's nice. That's great. But, you know, thank you very much. Appreciate it. I'll be happy to serve any time, really. It's no big deal. You know, crap. I mean, it's just unbelievable. And they rejected me for a couple things because I can't prove it because I don't have the medical records. Anyway, so now I got these new forms. So I, I'm going nuts. I'm going freaking nuts. I, and I'm just crabby and stinky and I'm just miserable and everything else. And guess what? About 20 minutes ago, in the studio, well, we weren't 20 because we weren't on, I wasn't on the air yet. Just shortly before we started on the radio show, I look at my phone to check last-minute things. And sure enough, I have an email. And it's from Rita at Georgia Department of Veterans Services. And it says, hi there. You will be you will be receiving a letter that VA wants form 4142. I've already taken care of that for you today. Hang in there from Rita. God, I could cry. I could cry because it would have meant me taking a half a day to go. I mean, it's an hour drive to go up there and to fill out the forms. And do the, I mean, it, it's a nightmare. It's just a nightmare. And then wait for another six months and stuff. So, I mean, I just, I, I, I'm telling you, it's, it's, uh, now, of course, I'm a, I, you know, I'm a basket case. I'm a hot mess. I'm, I'm not a role model for anybody for anything. I'm way too emotional. I'm way too immediately reacting. So we know. So I was, it was a nightmare all night long. I haven't slept all night and I'm ticked off this morning and all day long. And then boom. And all of a sudden I'm just, oh, I'm 
so it's like, you know, it's, 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 talk about a freaking roller coaster of my emotional state. Oh, my God. Anyway, uh, so, uh, but I, I, Rita, I, I just, I, you're an angel. You're a freaking angel. Uh, and I saw, I said so when I responded to her and told her that. So, so, so now I don't. I'm probably not going to do any good. But, but, and again, this woman is in. Uh, it's Georgia Department of Veterans Services, and, and they're, I don't even know whether they're paid or volunteers. I know they have a lot of volunteers working the phones. They're overworked like crazy. It'll take you weeks to get in. You know, there are, there are a few locations all over the place, but it'll take. It might take you weeks to get an appointment because they're overworked. They don't have enough. I mean, it's it's typical. And they're the, they're the 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 the, 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 the angels of the of the. Of the issue of veterans affairs but they're not the va and the va is just i I don't i don't get the va i mean here we go again you know uh so anyway now flounder that that in mind well, the other thing I might have been a little ticked off about also the, about thinking about this when I got the package last night was of uh, I'm still ticked off about uh, President uh, White Trash and the way he dealt with the families afraid that he was going to, you know, be offended or something if they if they didn't like him. And, and I went on kind of a rant. Now, this is not my idea, but the guys, uh, Pete and Flounder, thought it might be appropriate to replay a little bit of a rant I had about the what's going on with the administration and the uh, three Georgia families who lost loved ones, soldiers uh, fighting for their country over in Jordan, and here's kind of a repeat of uh, some of the rant from yesterday, if you don't mind. You know why they don't want him to call the families? They're afraid of what he's going to say. Exactly. That's why they have to screen it. They have to. He has to fill out the paperwork and screen it. They're going to say, "Do you support the president or not?" And they're afraid, like something like like what happened before, uh, that they're going to say, "Leave me alone. I, I do not support this guy, and I'm not going to talk to him or salute him or anything else if I meet him." And that's exactly the reason they're going to check it out so nobody gets embarrassed. They'd re- they're more concerned about how it looks in a political season for someone, God forbid, has a problem with the president of the United States after their daughter or son just got killed. And they're more concerned about how it looks, afraid that somebody might say something negative, than going there anyway. What the hell difference does it make how they feel? How do you think they're going to feel? They're freaking angry. They lost their child. Because of you and your freaking policies. How do you think they're going to feel? You don't have the balls to go there whether they like you or not? Honestly, God, I can... Gosh! I mean, what difference does that make? What difference does it make whether they like you or not? They served the ultimate sacrifice. Some gave all. Those three gave all. And they weren't, you know, they weren't snipers. They weren't in a foxhole shooting machine guns. They were serving their country in a place that they should not have had this happen to them, but they were willing to do it when they signed up. There's no draft. They were not drafted. So they signed up for it, and they were, no, they were willing to die for their country, and they were willing to kill for their country. And it happened to them, and now the president's more concerned about whether they might say something negative of the families. Oh, shouldn't make any damn difference. Take their, stand there in front of them and take it. If they say, if they, we hate you, Mr. President, you killed our daughter. You're responsible for this. You're a dirty, rotten scumbag. You're an incompetent boob. You're mentally deficient. You're a lousy, worst president we've ever had. And you should take it and say, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. I'm sorry for your loss. God bless you for your sacrifice. And take it like a freaking man. But he's never going to do it. He's not going to do it. Because he's a freaking coward. 
Well, uh, that was from yesterday, uh, 329 uh, on the clock. That was from yesterday. And again, as it turn- after he got permission, uh, found out that nobody was going to say anything bad about him. He did make the call and, of course, turned the call on about himself. He said, well, you know, my son was in Iraq, and, uh, of course, he died as well. Yeah, your son died way after he was in Iraq, and he died from cancer in a hospital surrounded by family. He wasn't blown up with a freaking bomb from a drone like they lost their children. And he tries to pretend that, oh, I know what you're going through because my son died? What, what are you kidding me? You think that's somehow relevant? Oh, my God. And I mean, I've lost my children. Oh, my God. I'm bringing up, you know. Well, anyway. God. <laughs> that's what you get for having a Marine and a microphone. <laughs> Sorry. 3.30, we'll calm down. Give her Pete and Flounder. Everything's going to be fine. It's hump day, and I'm humping, baby. Uh, 106.3. Look out. <laughs> I just had the weirdest memory. Remember when Aretha Franklin died and they had her funeral and they showed her casket and they had her feet sticking out of the casket with those fancy shoes on for some reason. And I I just remember they made a big thing about about her fancy shoes. I remember Ariana Grande uh, singing and Bill Clinton checking her out the oh, entire time. Who wouldn't? Ariana Grande? Oh, mercy. She's a little snot. I guarantee she's high maintenance as hell. But, man, is she a dish or whoa? Please. Anyway, we're playing a song because, uh, again, Flounder's our musical director. And on this day, he found out that in 2015, R&B rock and roll singer and songwriter Don Covey passed away at the age of 78 his most successful recordings include Mercy, Mercy, Seesaw, and It's Better to Have and Don't Need. Uh, but he also wrote Pony Time, that big hit for Chubby Checker. <laughs> I found one of his follow-ups to The Twist. I remember, oh, my God, I remember, the, oh, God, I remember doing The Pony for the first time uh, in about 1963, maybe, or 62, 63, um, and, 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 and back before I went to prep school, and a bunch of preppies came over to the house because we were kind of, had kind of a fun house, uh, and they were all making fun of me for doing the pony. <laughs> God, I, I don't blame them. What an idiot. Anyway, he wrote the pony for Chubby Checker. He also wrote Chain of Fools for Aretha Franklin, and he died, and so am I. So uh, our birthday list. Includes Anthony uh, LaPaglia, 65. He's the guy HBO originally wanted to play Tony Soprano. He turned them down. James Gandolfi became the household name taking the role, but Anthony LaPaglia is still alive, so who won? Anyway, and he's been in uh, all those uh, uh, detective movies and all that kind of stuff. I think he's still in one now, isn't he? I don't know. I don't watch him. You know, I don't watch any of those. Uh... Oh, by the way, speaking of those detective shows, wait do you hear about... Uh, about Law and Order SVU. Holy smoke! I can't believe it. When it used to be Law and Order, now it's Law and Social Justice. Now we'll get to that in a second. First on our history list today, 1945. I remember seeing this movie, Private Eddie Slovic. <clears throat> Martin Sheen, I believe, played the uh, title character, if I recall. And the movie was uh, the basic true story of the uh, only soldier since the Civil War to be executed for treason. 
Eddie Slovak deserted in France to avoid getting shot in World War II. And in the village of San Maria, being the musketeer, he was shot by firing squad. And that was the ball game there in 1945. Eddie Slovak. Uh, let's see. Uh, 378. 378. <laughs> 338. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, saw, I saw a seven and an eight. I couldn't help it. I just went off. I still. Oh, and by the way, somebody called Flounder. And said, uh, I was talking about that nice lady, Rita. I won't give her last name, but uh, she's Rita uh, from Georgia Department of Veteran Services. And uh, she is a paid employee, I guess, of the state of Georgia. But I think they also uh, do a lot of things with volunteers answering the phone and stuff. It's a wonderful group. And if you're a veteran and have a problem, the Georgia Department of Veteran Services, uh, they sure help me. But, again, it's the VA all of a sudden comes back last night. I get in the mail all this thing, and I'm going, oh, my God. I'm sorry. So I'm just. (laughs) Uh, So, oh, by the way. Uh, Flounder, the sound of potential danger and horror for planet Earth could be on the way. There it is now. Oh, missed us. Uh, It's coming back, though. A potentially hazardous asteroid hurtling toward Earth, according to NASA. Now, it's a space rock with a name. uh, And here's the deal. The last time we really talked about an asteroid that hit Earth and had a serious consequence was in Chelyabetsky, Frenchkin, Russia. I might have mispronounced that. Uh, Russia in 2013, and it was a monster, and it caused all kinds of stuff and dis- damage and disaster. And that that asteroid that hit Earth was 55 feet in size. Okay, 55 feet. The one that's hurtling toward us now is 900 feet. It's the size of a football, of a soccer field, they say. By the way, they say, they say the asteroid the size of a football stadium will skim past Earth. And then it says uh, the measure is about 900 feet in diameter, just slightly smaller than Wembley Stadium's famous arch, which is soccer. That's what they call football, of course, soccer. Anyway, uh, this had to be Daily Mail, I'm guessing. But this asteroid, as big as a house or bigger than a house, is, uh, is going to miss us by about a little over a million miles on Friday. But they're saying, you know, this is the kind of thing, if this is what got the dinosaurs, I think there was kind of a second opinion about that. But I think they still, the main theory is that it was an asteroid hit Earth and uh, blacked out the sky, killed all the plants and killed all the, all the dinosaurs. It was more than one, probably. Yeah. But uh, what was the big one? In, is it New Mexico or the or uh, Central America? Uh, the Yucatan, Yucatan, Yucatan Peninsula. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, so there's big old asteroids coming by on Friday, and I wonder. I wonder if they'll have uh, telescope stuff on. It's a million yeah. miles away. They just found another in Greenland. It was under ice. That's why it took so long to really? find. Really, it. it didn't. It, um, I can't. It really didn't blow up anything. That's amazing that it didn't cause a, an eruption. Or maybe it did, and then it settled back on itself. It did. Know. Yeah, I guess it yeah. must have. Uh, 340, Kim Pete and Flounder, 404 741-1230. 741-1230. Okay, we'll do a couple of newsy things here. Uh, the, oh, man. The hearing uh, with Mark Zuckerberg, Meta, or Meta CEO, and Senator Lindsey Graham, as they're talking about social media, uh, this uh, Senate Judiciary Committee, and uh, what's happening with social media and children after the South Carolina State Representative Brandon Guffey testified and is suing Instagram after his 17-year-old son died of suicide after being a victim to one of those sextortion cam- uh, uh, campaigns from somebody in Nigeria on an app owned by Facebook. And here's what happened today, part of what happened today with Lindsey Graham and Meta's founder, Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, Mr. Zuckerberg, 
You and the companies before us, I know you don't mean it to be so, but you have blood on your hands. You have a product. You have a product that's killing people. Uh, he went on to say, um, the, the, the kid who fell victim to the scam, uh, they were going to, they took uh, photos and they were going to expose him as a sexual pervert and all kinds of stuff. Lindsey Graham noted that Congress has taken action to regulate cigarettes and tobacco. Uh, we have uh, explosives, guns, social media, though, companies are largely shielded from being held liable because of what's called Section 230 of Title 47 of the Code, that an act of communications code, basically. The bottom line, he says, is you can't be sued and you should be sued, and these emails would be great for punitive damages. Apparently, they found out uh, that some emails uh, were weighing the addition of dozens of engineers and employees to focus on the well-being of children and their safety. Uh, But one of the emails proposed to Mark Zuckerberg for 45 new staff members was declined. He says, uh, Lindsay says, we're living in an America in 2024 where there's no regulatory body dealing with the most profitable, biggest companies in the history of the world, and they can't be sued. There's not one law on the books that's meaningful on protecting the American consumer. Mark Zuckerberg did not address Lindsey Graham's blood-on-your-hands comment, at least not in his opening statement. Uh, do, we, I also have, uh, do we have Josh Hawley, I think, founder as well? Is that correct? Uh, yes, we do. So Josh kind of scorns Zuckerberg, and Zuckerberg actually turns around to the audience and apologizes. It's a little tough to hear that part, but here it is. So you didn't take any action. You didn't take any action. You didn't fire anybody. You haven't compensated a single victim. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. There's families of victims here today. Have you apologized to the victims? Would you like to do so now? Well, they're here. You're on national television. Would you like now to apologize to the victims who have been harmed by your product? Show them the pictures. Would you like to apologize for what you've done to these good people? What, what he's saying is basically is that, uh, that he has built more than 30 different tools and resources and features that parents can use to set limits for their teens. Using our apps, he said, see who they're following or for reporting somebody for bullying. And then he said this in his opening statements, I believe, uh, mental health is a complex issue and the existing body of scientific work has not shown a causal link between using social media and young people having worse mental health outcomes. He said the work does, has not shown a link, a causal link. Uh, evaluated 300 studies by the uh, Academies of Science uh, did not support the conclusion that social media causes changes in adolescents' mental health. Well, I don't, I th- I don't think that's true. I think they're done. Th- what about the bullying? My God, the kid killed himself. What do you mean it doesn't cause changes in their behavior? So he's going to kill himself anyway just on general principle, you think? What, what was he talking about? And by the way, how, how's the scientist going to figure out what's in a kid's head? Uh, well, what do you see in this gray? Uh, what do you see in this ink blot? I, I mean, come on. Is this in your head, man? If you don't think kids are affected by social media? Well, <laughs> it's in a slight defense. I think the parents are responsible for stuff like that. And yes, Zuckerberg is responsible for taking the child trafficking and the and the pedophilia yeah. stuff off. Yeah. That's where he's at yeah. fault. Yeah, but again, parents have to start taking away their phones and limiting their phone access. Period. That's all. You're not their friend. You're their freaking parent. 
That's why they call it parenting. <laughs> Three forty-five. Can repeat flounder. Look at it. Also go. coming oh, up, yes. we have some new audio that's not going to be good for uh, Miss Fanny Willis. Okie dokie. Looking forward to it next. <laughs> One hundred six three. Outstanding. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. I'm right, right here. <laughs> I had to do a little something. All right, you know, I'm not locked in here all the time. Sometimes you have to do something where you have to do something, and uh, I had to do something. So there, look at off my back, 351. <laughs> What'd you do? Never mind. <laughs> I don't think I can say. <laughs> anyway, we got is this Jim Morrison? Oh my God. 2007, uh, light my fire, light my fire, dear Lord. Jim Morrison, I understand, 2007. They can't sing more than one night. It's unbelievable. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Jim Morrison was enlisted to help fight global warming. In 2007, more than 35 years after he died, Woman in the Window, a previously unreleased poem written and recorded by The Doors' frontman shortly before he died in 1971, was being set to music and used to publicize the Global Cool campaign. Is this it? That was a poem. No. This is just oh. a song. Okay, but it said a poem written and recorded by the Doors. So there must be music. Ah, the, I didn't even see that. I'll yeah, have to check. The Doors recorded the poem. It doesn't say, uh, oh, Woman in the Window. Woman in the Window is what they're calling the poem. And apparently Doors recorded it. So if, at some point, maybe we can find it. We'll play it. Uh, let's see. Birthday list. God, I'm so, I, I it was just, I was uh, uh, pen swaddled. Our birthday list includes <laughs> Portia de Rossi. Uh, there's one hot lipstick lesbian, baby. Portia de Rossi, 51 years old today. Ellen DeGeneres' uh, De- DeGeneres's wife. She got her start on Allie McBeal and then played Jason Bateman's sister on Arrested Development, where she was definitely a freaking hottie, man. And she's, uh, you know. Better, she's, off, better off Ted. Better off Ted was even better. And, and again, ladies and gentlemen, do not do this at work. And definitely don't play it out if there's audio at work. But if you want to, I mean, if, you're, if you are, enjoy our sort of sense of body, sense of humor uh, that goes over the line once in a while, if you look up Google better off Ted dialogue lyrics or whatever you want to call it, you'll find some of the funniest freaking phrases, uh, you know, uh, uh, the meat sandwich. Or, I mean, it's just. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Blank infested man mattress. <laughs> man mattress. <laughs> the outtakes. It's better off dead outtakes. That's what it is. And you you will laugh and you'll also be very offended. I'm sorry, <laughs> but it'd be worth it because it's very funny. And it only la- it didn't last just like one year. It was a great show. Yeah. Every every character was a great character. They had scientists, but every character was a great character. And in fact, I, I forgot the theme. It was a doctor's investigating. What the hell was even the theme about it? I forgot. The, they, it, was a, it was a corporation that had inventions that sold products, and they were always making crazy yeah, bad lab products that killed yeah, people. That's, right. <laughs> that's what I, I totally forgot. I'm telling you, it's one of the funniest. It was, it, it, was, it, it was even more important to that kind of television, I think, than Arrested Development. I mean, it was that kind. And, and the Larry Sanders show were well, both of those kinds of shows were just yeah. awesome. The 
the, the problem was it was on ABC. It should have been on Netflix. It yeah. was right before Netflix yeah. and all that took off. And if it had been on there, it'd still be on the air. Yeah, yeah. You couldn't do it on, on regular television for very, for very long anyway. <laughs> uh, let's see. And on this day, oh, speaking of TV, on this day in 1949, there weren't many TV sets in that day. 1949, the first soap opera on daytime TV was called These Are My Children was on the NBC Chicago station. They were called soap operas because they were aimed at housewives, a disappearing uh, breed these days, and were mostly sponsored by Procter & Gamble. And they were selling soap to the stay-at-home lady housewives in 1949, taking care of the family while Daddy went to work after World War II, building subdivisions and factories. Uh, And uh, Kimmer and Pete Flan, how you doing? 355. Okay. Uh, Ooh, ooh, we got a story coming up about uh, Floozy Fanny, the Fulton uh, District Attorney. Uh, But first, here's a little something from another hearing today. We heard a little bit about the social media investigation on harm to children. And also, uh, there's another hearing, the House Select Committee, uh, Chinese Community, uh, a communist, it says community, Chinese Communist Party cyber threat to the American homeland. So the, the, the script says uh, community. Uh, anyway, uh, a federal Gestapo of investigation, the FBI director, uh, Christopher Perjury, uh, testified on Capitol Hill and uh, told uh, this. By what we're up against, the PRC has a bigger hacking program than that of every major nation combined. In fact, in fact, if you took every single one of the FBI's cyber agents and intelligence analysts and focused them exclusively on the China threat, China's hackers would still outnumber FBI cyber personnel by at least 50 to 1. Uh, He said the hackers are positioning America's infrastructure, preparation to wreak havoc and cause real-world harm to American citizens and communities if and when China decides the time has come to strike. Every day, literally, Chinese hackers are actively attacking our economic security, engaging in wholesale theft of our innovation and personal and corporate data. You know, golly, uh, maybe we ought to, I don't know, do something about it. Uh, No sense in jumping in there, though, you know. (laughs) Yeah. The problem is they have a ten-pot dictator who nobody has any chance of stopping. If he wants to do something, he's crazy, and he's right. in charge. He's killed everybody that will say no to him. And if they do something like that, uh, hundreds of millions of them will starve within two years because we will shut off their food supply and their energy supply because they import most of both of those things, especially the food, and they will starve to death in two years. Uh, if they haven't poisoned us because we get all of our medicine from China, for, you know, for, and all of our, uh, you know, <laughs> this, the, the new green energy stuff uh, it comes from China, too, which is uh, fairly uh, ironic. Anyway, by the way, they didn't ask him as a follow-up questions uh, since we uh, half the stuff this uh, uh, federal Gestapo of investigation uh, director uh, Christopher Perjury says has been a bunch of crap. I remember just recently there was a report that when they were talking about that so-called second bomb at the mostly peaceful January 6th protest, the uh, Ashley Babbitt Day the phony insurrection, uh, and the uh, FBI director had testified about the second bomb they found at the scene, which never went off, and they were all standing around looking at it, and uh, FBI director Christopher Perjury uh, was asked, uh, well, gee, uh, so this under, uh, a guy, a strange guy who uh, obviously, well, obviously was an undercover fed, uh, an, an asset, uh, was sitting, you know, it's over here, okay. so they kind of looked at it, went over there, and they asked uh, uh, Christopher uh, Perjury Ray, um, gee, wouldn't it be important to, uh, f- would, would a suspect be a person who 
found it and turned it in. Much like happened with the uh, uh, the bombing here with our own uh, security guard that happened many years ago. Uh, and they said, well, wouldn't a guy who tuned, uh, who said he found this bomb, uh, gee, suddenly found this bomb, wouldn't that guy be a suspect if someone said, oh, absolutely, that's the first thing we'd investigate. So then the guy said, well, then uh, who was it? Well, we don't, we, we don't know. We don't really, we don't know who, that, who the guy was. You don't know who the guy was. He was there with you and all the agents, and you don't know who, and I, you've never heard of Ray Epps again, things like that. What a bunch of crap. I don't trust this guy for squat. And by the way, he also said people coming across the border are dangerous to America. Then why don't you stop them? If they're breaking the law, coming into America, I thought that's what we did. We were supposed to protect America. Law, and, and, isn't that true from foreign people? I mean, coming across our border, wouldn't that be the FBI's main job? And then, by the way, this is the same liar who said uh, when they asked about the, uh, the Hunter Biden laptop, uh, they said, why didn't you tell the people it was real? You knew it was real. They all knew it was real. And he said, well, we wanted to stay out of the election. He said, it wouldn't be fair to interfere with the election. That's the time you should have told the truth for the election. That's exactly the time to be truthful for an election. You got it backwards. He was protecting the Democrat and admitted it by thinking it was the best thing to do. So didn't want to get involved. Yeah, because it would have hurt the Democrat. You should have gotten involved to say that here's the truth vote any way you want to but at least know what you're doing in there what a bunch of crap fbi my ass coming up on four o'clock oh man Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. And it's only me. It's only the Kimmer with Pete Davis and Flounder and Queen. I kind of like this music, I have to say. I kind of like this beat. I've never heard the song before, but this is uh, Queen. And in 1984, Radio Queens Radio Gaga hit number four. It's a nice song. Is, it, is, that, is that this one, uh, Flounder? Radio yes. Gaga? Radio Ga- yes. Uh, it's number four in Britain on 1984, Queen. The track was released after Queen's recording and touring hiatus of more than a year. Spent 11 weeks on the chart. Peaked at number two, Queen, 1984. Hmm. That's a good, nice song. I mean, it's a, if it were on the radio, I'd listen to it, I think. Probably their last really good song. Huh. I don't think I've ever heard it. I, maybe I haven't. I don't remember. But anyway, uh, actually, no, I'm so, something of a music aficionado. <laughs> I've heard. 
Well, again, I'm getting ripped on my freaking Facebook page again because I put the I did the whole thing about music with the air supply thing, and I you can call me names, and I don't care. I'm not changing. <clears throat> and I played that little section of that that chorus about about honestly probably 14 times on the way to work. <laughs> So sue me. 405, our birthday list includes uh, Carrie Washington, 47 years old. Olivia Pope on Scandal, but she was on uh, many things. So she was, she was in Django. She was that uh, the slave uh, uh, heroine in Django with Jamie Foxx. Uh, and uh, which is a bizarre movie, but it was, I, I, every time it's on, I always DVR and just look at, and play the good parts. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, 405, on this day in history, 1940, the first Social Security check was issued to one Ida May Fuller in Vermont. The check was for $22.54. Ida May. Ida May? <laughs> was that Andy when he'd ring up? Or was it Ida? Who do you ring up on the old on the, on the ring phone in uh, at Mayberry? And, uh, Ida? Wasn't Ida? <laughs> Who the hell was it? Oh, God. It's going on my freaking tongue. I hate this being old. I hate it. The name thing is, I have a name, the name thing is just gone. <laughs> but, oh, I almost had it. I almost had it. All right, 406, 406. Uh, 404-741-1230. 741-1230 is our number. Coming up, you're going to hear more about uh, the uh, Fanny the Floozy of Fulton County in a second. A lot more on politics here, too. In fact, let's uh, hold on one second. I want to start with, the, with this little uh, item. And, and again, we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to talk about, ladies, why you have four lies you tell yourself about men which are messing you up. And we're going to help you uh, come to a better conclusion or arrival, if you will. Uh, Babylon B says this, conservatives uncover Democrat plot to turn Taylor Swift into an international pop star and the Kansas City Chiefs into a dynasty so Swift could date and a Chiefs player and leverage the collective media coverage to get Joe Biden reelected. <laughs> the conspiracy theories are all <laughs> over the place about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey and the Chiefs and that she's going to announce her support for Joe Biden at the Super Bowl. I mean, that's what's going <laughs> Well, uh, even if she did, Here's what Donald Trump thinks about that whole idea. Not really going to matter. Uh, Donald Trump uh, uh, commenting on reports that she may be preparing to endorse uh, President Slimebag. Uh, she did endorse him in 2020. She said some nasty things we reported earlier about Donald Trump, but she hasn't said much since then, really. She's kind of stayed out of the politics, most of it. Uh, she did go after Tennessee's governor, uh, Senator, rather, Marsha Blackburn, for uh, her stand on some social woke issues and stuff like that, too. But basically, for a, while, for a few years, she's pretty much been out of it. Uh, now, uh, Trump said it was wrong that uh, uh, Taylor Swift was named Time Magazine's Person of the Year in 2023 because the accolade should have obviously, he says, gone to him. Uh, everybody's trying to get her to uh, support the Democrat. A poll out this month from a strategies company showed 18 percent of voters say they're more likely to vote for a candidate endorsed by Taylor Swift. A source close to Donald Trump told Rolling Stone that MAGA insiders were preparing to launch holy war against her. The prospect of Swift endorsing Biden again has sent conservative commentators into a spin. Uh, CNN political commentator uh, posted a video of Fox News hosts expressing anger and concern at the idea. It wrote, they're really scared of Taylor Swift, aren't they? It featured Judge Janine uh, telling Taylor to stay out of politics. We don't want to see you. 
Tommy Lahren begged her to stick to music. Maria Bartiromo asked whether, whether, whether foreign or economic policy decisions were. One guest says Swift is effectively Biden's VP. Uh, senior advisor to the Trump campaign, Jason Miller, downplayed the whole thing of her, saying uh, Joe Biden might be counting on Taylor Swift to save him. But voters are looking at these sky high inflation rates and saying we are never, ever, ever getting back together, which was her song. I uh, said uh, Megan Kelly said the conservatives are nuts and worrying about Taylor Swift to influence the election. Uh, conservatives believing she'll brainwash Americans into voting Democrat, scoffing at that conspiracy theory. Uh, by the and, and by the way, I was listening. Listen to our, our uh, morning uh, crew, though, our beautiful morning bastards, uh, America's All-American anal team uh, this morning. And Rhino, I, God bless him, he's, he's just in a snit over Taylor Swift and what it means to the world that she's going to be part of the Super Bowl because they're going to show her for four seconds in three hours or something. And the whole world is going nuts. And they had a whole discussion. People, I mean, it's amazing the, the effect that ta- people are worried about Taylor Swift or offended by Taylor Swift or upset by, I mean, it's, I, I, I don't understand. Stand it. This is a whole new what is what are the prop bets that people can bet yeah. on how many times they show her. I guess, I, and I'm sure they will, or I, maybe for how long it lasts, or or when it first appears, and before the game, during the game, which quarter? I mean, will are they going to kiss afterwards? Oh my God, there'll be fifty of the, just Taylor and Travis Kelsey. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, prop bets. Now, but uh, but let me say this again. I think the whole thing is ridiculous to be worried about anything. I am still okay. My daughter Sarah and my granddaughter Molly went to the Taylor Swift concert when they were up near it was a Red Rock or what outside of Denver someplace, and they paid thousands of dollars for the tickets. God bless them because they could afford to do it, and it was a great moment for the both of them. They dressed up like Taylor Swift and had the whole pink outfit thing, and they did the stuff, and they went and they had a ball, and it was a bond moment for mom and daughter and they just had the greatest time ever it was definitely well worth it everybody was happy about everything and, and to me this whole taylor swift thing i'm telling you her whole life well, what was she a star when she was 14 15 i mean she was an international superstar a, a millionaire when she was a young teenager uh and she was a gawky teenager and so she grew up you know her song about uh, i was sitting on the bleachers and the other girl got my boyfriend because i was wearing sneakers and she was wearing high heels kind of deal uh and she thought of herself that way as a geek her songs were about how she was always passed over teardrops on my guitar i mean come on and then all of a sudden she's a huge huge superstar she has to keep her love affairs secret uh, because of, of whatever reason, and she's she's a great big business corporation on two big feet, but she wasn't a girl until finally something happened in her when she got this set-up date with Travis Kelsey, and something happened where she said, you know what, she she admitted to her friends, I just, I, I just, I, I can't take it, I can't be hidden, hiding things anymore, and she felt like being a girl. The age of 34, she finally felt like being a girl, and being cherished, and being loved, and being giggly, and throwing her arms around a guy and kissing him because she's happy and stuff she wouldn't had never done before and she was she was a girl and she's in love and she's uh, she's having a, a i mean this is fantastic she's got a and i know uh, the other thing is i'm telling you this uh, I, I guarantee you that she is absolutely thrilled to have a big strong man who would do anything for her and would kill for her and beat up anybody who messes with her and i'll guarantee you as powerful as she is she's the most powerful woman in the world the most popular woman in the world the most loved woman in the world uh, and, and yet she's going to be all giggly about having a big strong man 
uh, take her arm and walk around the outside so curb her walking down the sidewalk and be in there to make sure nobody messes with his, with his girl. And I guarantee you that most ladies also, and I know you're, oh, that Kim, that, that Chauvin, that, 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 most women, I guarantee you, deep down inside, would love the feeling that they know they have a guy to be there for them no matter what. And I guarantee you that's half of what's going on. Flounder, are you okay? Have you passed out in there? I blacked out for about two minutes. You haven't played his theme song. Well, he's got stuff to do. I was just waiting the climax. Unfortunate. Anyway, it could be true. I guess between my Facebook song posting and my Taylor Swift, honestly, I love. It. I, I'm so happy for them. I, I you know I wish I wish I had. Them. I mean, we all do. I mean, who doesn't want to be in love and have someone protect you and happy, be happy, and that you can take care of a girl? I mean, who doesn't want that? Really, seriously. <laughs> I just hope she doesn't come out with a black eye one day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he roughs her up, or she she roughs him up. Be even worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they had to go to the hospital because they couldn't get something out of him. So I don't know. Uh, anyway, four thirty. <laughs> Talking about Richard Gere syndrome. <laughs> uh, four, uh, four thirteen with the Kimmer feet and flounder. <laughs> <laughs> I like this song. <laughs> I remember this song from the 80s. Oh, my goodness. Early 80s. With Blondie. Went to number one with Tide is High. Blondie in the group's third number one hit. Was number one in Britain as well on this day, 1981. Uh, tide is High. A little Blondie here for you for a second. Uh, she, and she was called Blondie because the guy yelled at her from a car, right? Hey, Blondie? Wasn't that the true story? So. Yeah. And they uh, she started calling herself Blondie. And she went, when she went, she did some acting. Was she in a couple of movies? Or, um, I'm thinking of somebody else. Oh, yeah. She, yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's Blondie. A big hit. Uh, Tide is high. 1981. My goodness. Our birthday list includes Justin Timberlake, 43. And I'll tell you this. My, my opinion is Justin Timberlake is a better actor than he is a singer. He's a great actor. I mean, yeah, really, yeah. every movie he's been that I've seen him, he was terrific. Uh, and I've I've seen him in two. The one with uh, with uh, Clint Eastwood, where he was the scout, uh, baseball scout. And by the way, the acting in that for the other thing was horrible. I mean, it, it was a it's not a very. Good, I like the movie. Every, every time it's on, I'll DVR it and watch the good parts again. But it, it part of it really must have. A couple of the actors were just terrible. But he was great in that. He played a scout also in a baseball former baseball star got hurt. And then he was also in uh, the one where he had sex with a girl who was in uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. At the the social media movie, a Social Network, he was in that too. He was he played a great role in that. Very, what's uh, uh, his name? What did I just say? Uh, Brad Circabock uh, of uh, Justin Timberlake, forty three. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> four four nineteen. Shut up. Uh, and on shut up. And on this day in history, uh, oh, they won in nineteen seventeen. Germany says, "I warned you." I warned you, the Krauts began unlimited warfare in the Atlantic, and that meant bombing, sinking with the subs, anything. Cruise ships, merchant vessels, civilians didn't make any difference. 1917, Germany said, we're going to kill everything we want to on the ocean. Stupid mistake. Yeah. 
Well, uh, didn't they get the uh, uh, Lusitania? Was it Lusitania? Or, uh, Lusitania. Yeah. And that's what brought us into the war. It was yeah. a stupid mistake on their part. Idiots. But thank God. I mean, uh, you know, although they, it didn't really teach them much of a, much of a lesson we, for about 20 years. <laughs> you know. We had we had no business entering that war. We should never we have entered ready. that war. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, th- uh, 420. And uh, by the way, this hour, the 4 p.m. hour, brought to you by our friends at Atlanta Safe House. Guarding your stuff. You need a safe. You may not know it, but you do. And by the way, keep your social security card in your safe, not in your wallet. Uh, find out more by going to atlantasafehouse.com. Good folks. Jeff and Mark, we love these people. Uh, let's see. Uh, 421. Uh, coming up, you're going to hear about a little scandal of, uh, of uh, the Fanny the Floozy from Fulton County. First of all, if, at the beginning of the show, we mentioned this. This is freaking hysterical. These stinking Democrats. I hate these people. They, they say things that are so obviously wrong, and they're doing it to just spread lies. Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee, she's one of the worst, Democrat from Texas. She's a liar and a fraud and a hypocrite and a racist. And she 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 was a defending Homeland Security pimp Alejandro Mayorkas uh, during the hearing uh, meeting to advance two articles of impeachment, which they voted on. And I was, of course, it's not going to go anywhere again because of Georgia. When it goes to the uh, United States Senate, Georgia's two liberals are going to vote no, so it's not going to happen. But again, before I get to what her comment says, I say we impeach everybody. Well, we, if we get back in control of the White House and everything else, I say impeach everybody who's a, a Democrat enemy, every freaking one of them. So so that we make the uh, two impeachments of Donald Trump meaningless, absolutely meaningless, because it's all political. Donald Trump didn't do well. Uh, well let me just finish the story with uh, Sheila Jackson Lee. Uh, she, uh, the uh, committee members on the Republican side were assaulting Mayorkas. And so Sheila Jackson Lee actually even expressed this on social media, too, expressing her stance. She said, impeachment is not meant as a tool to be used for revenge. <laughs> oh, Really? Uh, a little criticism on that, including a, a candidates running against her. Oh, so wanting to protect the country is just revenge now. Then why did you impeach Trump for making a perfectly valid phone call in 2019? Keep lying and we'll keep showing up with receipts. Can't wait to take your seat from you. Uh, did you post this when all you did was revenge impeachment of Donald Trump? Ha ha, says the impeachment Democrat Party. I mean, it's, it's just unbelievable. The nerve of these people. <laughs> they started talking impeachment the first week he was in office. Yep, that's right. That's right. And on January 6th, they made sure that day they used the word insurrection because they knew that the word insurrection was in the Constitution. And that's the only way when they somebody said, oh, my God, we can get him on an insurrection. And they did or they tried and they did. Uh, and they're still doing it. Anyway, now more about Donald Trump. The prosecutor, Fannie the Floozy, uh, the uh, Fulton County side piece, uh, who happens to be the district attorney. By the way, what balls on this guy, Wade, her boyfriend? I mean, can you imagine having a side piece as the district attorney? <laughs> I mean, my, my God. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, wow. Anyway, uh, so uh, she, uh, uh, Fulton County, uh, under investigation for taxpayer fund spending with her boyfriend, she was the side piece. Uh, 
They were having an affair, uh, and, and she's going after Donald Trump, trying to illegally overturn uh, Georgia's election, she says. Uh, well, she was confronted by a staffer named Amanda Timpson in November of 2021. They had a meeting after the DA's former social media manager, Michael Coffey, planned to use part of a $500,000 grant for travel and computers and swag, according to audio obtained by the Washington Free Beacon. Now, I'm not sure where this picks up, but Flounder, let's uh, get to the audio here, uh, actually linking Fannie Willis uh, to some underhanded stuff that's going on with this uh, this huge amount of money. If you had to give me a sentence, what is the sentence saying? Once I told him about his, respectfully, and in an email about his lack of leadership and the fact that he wanted to do things with grants that were impossible, and I kept telling him, like, we can't do that. And questioning stuff, he would take me off projects, tell people I wasn't doing what I was supposed to because I questioned him. Because I understood, I helped write that grant. I knew what was in that grant. He told everybody in front of Crystal, Deontay, everybody, we're going to get MacBooks, we're going to do that, we're going to get swag, we're going to use it for travel. I said, you cannot do that. It's a very, very specific grant. Took me off. I questioned Junior DA. There's kids in there from out of the, the, um, the county, all this took me off junior DA. I did not want to do it. He made it look as if I wasn't doing what I needed to do because I questioned him. Because so, I knew for a fact Mr. Cutsey respectfully did not know what he was doing, so, period. So I respect that is your assessment. Um, it was clear to me that you and Mr. Cuffey were not getting along. And I'm not saying that your assessment is wrong. I want you to really listen to the words I'm saying. Puffy, and this is my personal opinion to one woman to another, is dangerous to your administration. He tells people, when I reached out to you, he told me, oh, um, you think your word is safe? Um, exactly when you reached out to Miss uh, Willis, she called me and told me. She told me everything. So once you reach out to her, she's going to reach up back out to me. So I didn't even go to HR. Okay, and he put Dexter's something. name on my PDP, and I didn't even feel safe going to anybody. Can I tell you something? Mm-hmm. I have three supervisors that have failed in this field. What's interesting to me, because I'm in a learning curve too, they each pretend to have a relationship with me that they do not have. I guess that's an intimidation tactic. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry that you felt that way, but you, Dexter, certainly don't have no relationship with uh, Michael Cuffey. Well, it's a little, it's kind of hard to hear, a little confusing, but the. Uh, uh, in an interview with the news, this uh, uh, Ms. Timpson said the purported abuse of the grant was very similar to her office splurging on lavish vacations with her private attorney boyfriend, Nathan Wade. Uh, she was having an affair and carrying on a secret affair that wasn't very secret. Uh, the case are very similar. Uh, and again, the grant, she, her point was that this guy wanted to keep spending all this grant money on swag and travel and MacBooks for everybody. And she kept telling him, no, no, you can't do that. And Fanny the Floozy got involved in this and started making similar so they were claiming that she was being accused of things she didn't do. Anyway, the whole thing is a mess. It was settled out of court yesterday, uh, uh, precluding the need for either Willis or Wade to testify on the matter of, of turning a, of his divorce proceedings. So that's now been settled. So she doesn't doesn't have to testify about that. Uh, but uh, this woman who testified against her said um, uh, ethical violations, abuse of power, the misuse of county, state, and federal funds are what she was uh, trying to protect against, and uh, Fannie didn't. 
And this is all on, on tap. It's kind of hard to explain for this thing. But again, you know, one more strike. How could you? I, I can't believe this. I can't believe that, you know, this is just going, well, no big deal. It's just another story, <laughs> I guess. I don't understand any of this. Uh, honest to gosh. Well, whatever. Uh, anyway, uh, 420, almost 428 uh, with a camera Pete and Flounder. Oh, boy. Well, we're going to talk about ladies. Oh, oh, first of all, if I forgot Flounder, what we got? A little Flounder's funny. Here you go. <laughs> now, I'm really close to my dad. Really, really close to my dad because I was raised by a single dad. Uh, we are raised poor, not fake poor, legit poor. <laughs> I hate when people act like they grew up poor, but you know them, so you know better. They're like, I grew up poor. You're like, mm, you know how to ski. <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> I was raised redneck. My dad is from this small little rural town in Oregon. If you don't know this about Oregon, as soon as you get outside of Portland, it gets super conservative, super rednecky, very fast. Like they fly Confederate flags and stuff, and you're like, I mean, Oregon wasn't in that war. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I guess if you just don't have a home team, you just got to pick one. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we were super rednecky. We would get together once a year at a family reunion that was centered over a horseshoe tournament that I would usually win as a child because I was the most sober. <laughs> and of course, not sober, just the most sober, you know? <laughs> My favorite thing, though, like about being raised redneck, there was challenges, though, because I wasn't raised in a redneck area. I was raised in Seattle, and Seattle is the opposite of redneck. Very progressive, very left, very liberal, you know. But I, you don't know your home's different until you start mixing groups. Mine was my first sleepover. My friends come over, and they're like, hey, Dustin, we're going to stay up late, and we're going to go in the bathroom, we'll look in the mirror, and we're going to say Bloody Mary three times, and Bloody Mary's going to come out at night. I'm a little second grader, like, uh, no, Bloody Mary's come out in the morning. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that flounder? Is that that a, is Dustin Nickerson. Nickerson, our buddy Nickerson, one of our favorites. Uh, well done. 4.30, Kim Pete Flounder. A lot coming up here, including ladies, the mistakes you're making about men. I'm here to help you. I'm here to help you, baby, and I'll be up all night. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sweat and tears. There you go. 1978. Their sax player, Greg Herbert, with blood, sweat, and tears, died of an accidental drug overdose in Holland. He was 30. Blood, Sweat, and Tears won the Grammy in 1969 for the album of the year. And again, again, this was my Round the Bend was my theme song on the radio for many, many years, and I hated it. I hated that song. I've never listened to it. I think that was Mike Rose. I think Mikey was our producer back then and decided he would rather have that one. I I was going to try to get bad to the bone. Again, just back this 30 years ago or something, um, or more, 
Uh, and uh, so I think it was Mikey picked around the bend. Although, uh, I will say this, uh, I've been in places, I, I, it happened to me, I think in Costa Rica on the beach, and I think it might have happened in Cancun on the beach where someone's playing their uh, portable radios. This back in the late 90s, probably, or early 2000s. Uh, and uh, playing the radios on the beach, and when Round the Bend came on, I heard people doing herping and hoeing. I've heard it once. <laughs> you heard herping yeah, and hoeing? I was at a $3 cafe, and there was a bunch of people on, and the song came on, and you just heard this one guy in the background, herp! <laughs> I mean, he didn't do it a bunch, he just did it one time, and I was like, oh, uh, that's funny. Well, I got, you know, and again, I hated the song, <laughs> but I sure like the fact that people recognize. Anyway, I was, I was very humbled by that. Uh, our birthday list includes John Lydon. John is 68. Uh, his other name is Johnny Rotten for the Sex Pistols. And he uh, made it to 68, which is a good sign. And on this day in history, uh, let's see, 1747. Wow. 1747, uh, the first clinic de- de- designed strictly to treat venereal disease opened on this day in 1747 at the London... Oh, that's Locke Hospital. I was going to miss front there. Uh, so that was a venereal disease in 1747. Wow. Uh, 436 with a Kirapine flounder. Here's number 404 Oh, we got a lot going. we got a Pete Tweets coming up, more Flounders Funnies, uh, and uh, some more ranting and raving. Uh, oh, and I'm going to talk about a TV thing I saw last night, and I can't believe what's going on. Well, I, I can believe it. It's not, not surprising, and it's disappointing. But I'm going to set it up with a couple of quick crime stories, including uh, the second one will be What Were They Thinking? Uh, but first of all, if you haven't seen you, the video, you should Google it or look for it, of the New York City police officers pummeled by several illegal immigrant sneak-ins in uh, Times Square over the weekend. The uh, police were trying to arrest somebody or subdue somebody, and they got attacked by a bunch of people being kicked in the head, uh, 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 running off, and then be- coming back and kicking and, and punching. And I mean, just it was unbelievable uh, pummeling these police officers. Eventually, the police were able to arrest several of them. And here are their names and their ages. 19-year-old Darwin Andres Gomez Isquiel. 19-year-old Kelvin Servat Errocha, 21-year-old Juarez Wilson, and 24-year-old Yorman Reveron. Yeah, charged with assault, and then they were released without yeah. bail. Yeah. Released. The cops were hurt. They had, they had injuries, bruising, cuts on their face, attacks on police officers. Uh, yes, the Manhattan District Attorney's Office uh, said the investigation into the incident is continuing. Uh, but uh, the apparently the uh, they got witnesses, uh, traded injuries. The uh, pending cases. Uh, one, one of the one of these guys, uh, the, uh, what's his name, uh, Reveron, has two pending cases in Manhattan already for assault and robbery. He attacked a cop on at Macy's department store during a robbery, and then punched and bit a of uh, an employee at Nordstrom. Uh, two attacks, and they let him go. They let him out with no yeah. bail. Uh, and so they, 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 this new policy. Uh, let's see. I, 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 you know, they never write these. Whoever writes these freaking stories are just horrible. Uh, the DA's office investigating ongoing surveillance at this time. Oh, uh, surveillance video that it was available at the time of the arraignment. We're continuing to speak to witnesses in order to determine the specific role of each defendant. 
Uh, the reason uh, attacks on police officers are becoming an epidemic because of the revolving door we're seeing cases just like this. Uh, the new, uh, uh, I mean, this new policy, they just let them go with no bail. New York City, beating well, cops. Let's let's don't judge too harshly here. I remember oh, really? back in Mission Valley once biting a Nordstrom employee. So, you know, <laughs> well, she happened. was probably asking for it. <laughs> looking all delicious she did. and everything. She literally asked for it. Well, she's looking all me. pretty and delicious and sweet. <laughs> just let me take a little bite. Let me get a little bite on your mouth. Just let me get a little nibble. <laughs> come on, let me come. Let me just nibble you. Just, I swear to God, just for a minute. Just, I'll give you a little. I'll give you a little kiss afterwards. Just nibble. You know, you know, what that? Oh, what are you, Marv Albert? <laughs> <laughs> I like to nibble them a little. Don't you like to nibble them a little? You just kind of yeah, you grab my little foot and just kind of yeah. uh, four thirty nine. All right, now now, uh, now this is uh, this is amazing in Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> Two idiots decided to cause some crime problems, and they got caught. But uh, another Illinois law ended with cash bail, and so uh, they got out, too. But here's the deal. Two uh, Illinois suspects stole a car, led police on a chase. Uh, it was Tuesday afternoon. Uh, they, were, they found a report of a suspicious vehicle in a parking lot. They said it was reported stolen. They confronted the two guys. They took off, made a speedy exit. Uh, uh, the cops tried to pursue the suspects lost sight of them, though. Uh, so some law agencies uh, joined the search for the duo. Uh, they found one of the cars wrecked in a farmer's field. This is in Illinois. Uh, and they weren't there when they went to look for the cops. Found the car, but didn't find the guy. Uh, find the guys. But then they did find two armed homeowners uh, who had caught the guys and held them at gunpoint when they went to a local home seeking refuge. Um, uh, males outside a nearby residence seeking refuge were met by the homeowner armed with a gun. Uh, one of them was apprehended and taken into custody by the cops. The second one fled, and he went to another home and that homeowner had a gun and held him at gunpoint. So, <laughs> I, wish, I mean, that's freaking hysterical. He got away from the first gun owner, homeowner, gun guy, and he got him ripped by the second one. And now here's, just very quickly, here's, here's, here's what process goes through your brain when you're thinking about crime. The, the, uh, the police report showed that the two guys had done some heroin in an Arby's bathroom in Decatur, Illinois. Okay? Uh, and the one guy told police that after they took the heroin, uh, they needed a ride, so they stole a Chevy Malibu that was idling in the parking lot. Somebody left their car running, so they just took it. They were going to go back to this one guy's hometown nearby, uh, but they got lost, pulled over into the general store parking lot, where a sheriff's deputy said, hey, wait, that's a stolen car. <laughs> Somebody had reported their car stolen. <laughs> so the guy who was in the passenger seat during the incident told the driver, ah, just go, dude, just go, dude. And so they went on a high-speed chase, slammed into a sheriff's car before taking off and crashing into the field. Uh, the passenger of the vehicle, uh, told, uh, the, uh, one guy told the police he was just a passenger. He had no memory of the car crashing in the field or going into the homes or anything else because he was high. Uh, they were charged with aggravated battery to a police officer, aggravated fleeing and eluding, possession of a stolen motor vehicle, resisting obstructing a peace officer, and released under their Pretrial Fairness Act, free and safe, with no cash bail. And they gave him a notice, you come back now, make sure you show up in court again. I promise I'll be I swear I'll be there boy I'll be there 20 minutes early you can count on me judge
Jesus. You come back now, you hear? Police on a chase? I'm resisting. Or, I mean, my God, let them go. The, those little scumbags who beat the cops in New York, let them go. No bail. This is unbelievable. And, well, and now I tell my story last night. I saw this story discussed with Jesse Waters. I couldn't believe it. Now, I haven't watched me. I, I used to watch the old TV show Law & Order years and years ago, and they had Lenny on and those, obviously, and Mr. Big was on those guys. I like those guys. Okay. Wrong haven't, show. I haven't seen any of them since then, really. I mean, I really haven't seen the SVU, and the and uh, there's like nine of them now. Anyway, I don't watch any of them. But the new uh, the new version of Law & Order SVU was on the other night, and Jesse Waters was talking about it, and here's what the show was, Law & Order again, Law & Order show, I think it was uh, last night, uh, uh, I think it was Tuesday night, Monday night, whatever it was. I'm, I, what's this, I might, whatever, recently on, okay, uh, Law & Order SVU. The episode showed a lesbian, and she was raped. And she and her mate were talking about it. And the bottom line of the Law and Order SVU show was that the lesbians decided, well, we don't think we want to do anything about it because we don't think the rapist is going to get a fair trial. Because of all the racism in America and white supremacy and so forth, he's not going to get a fair trial because he's young and he's black. And here's what the bottom line is. I'm going to quote this. I think this is the exact quote from the angry lesbian who is being challenged uh, until, oh, until I think that was the girl, uh, uh, Margaret E. Hegarty, whatever her name is, uh, Jane Mansfield's daughter. Uh, boy, does she, she's definitely aged since the first she was on 40 years ago, but that's fine, we all, don't we all? Anyway, she now apparently was trying to understand the whole sus- uh, social justice angle from this because the lesbian who did not want to press charges against her rapist said, quote, I'll be okay one day, but if that black teenager goes to jail, he might not be. Uh, so she, rape. yeah, she has taken it upon herself to not only change the moral standards and the and the uh, human decency standards and the laws of the land because she thinks she wants to do her part to give a break to her rapist because of his race. And she's going to release a rapist back yeah. on the streets back to rape the, other yeah, women. Back on the streets. Well, maybe they'll only maybe he'll only rape uh, heterosexual chicks. So that may I guess that's okay. I mean, this is appalling. How how could you not want to take the kid off the streets? You I mean, sure, what you this was on point. TV, and again, it's, it's only a TV show. It wasn't real. But again, Law and Order, Law, yeah, some Law and Order. Holy it's crap! It's a great show. You're talking about. Yeah, that's right. It was a great idea. Monster hit show. Yeah, there you go. Four forty-five with a camera, Pete and Flounder. Unbelievable. This is the early Jackson 5, 1970 version. Went to number one in the singles chart with I Want You Back. Originally written for Gladys Knight and the Pips. The first of their four number ones for the Jackson 5. (laughs) Michael, was he nine? Now, do we ever decide officially that he actually did take drugs to keep his voice high? 
I, that was the uh, the, the, uh, the not theme. That was the uh, the rumor, rumor. yeah, the conspiracy theory, yeah. That he actually took in, uh, took drugs that so that he wouldn't lose his vocal cord uh, timber or something. I, I may not be true. I don't know. Uh, well, anytime he spoke, he had a high voice too. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Michael Jackson. What a, again? What a waste! What a talent! Just a, a, you know. Anyway, a really shame. Our birthday list includes uh, Harry Casey, seventy-three. Casey, as in Casey and the Sunshine Band. Get down tonight. That's the way that I like it. Shake, shake, shake your booty. I'm your boogeyman. Please don't go. Casey, a guy's uh, 73 years old. And on this day in history, 1961, Ham the Chimp, the first animal the United States sent into space, was launched on this day 157 miles from Earth, and he did not die. Uh, Pete Davis holding up a picture of his own chimpanzee, ladies and gentlemen, right there. Mogo the Chimp, they call him right there. Now, I, is this guy, is this a character in the thing, right? Is this one of your girlfriend presents where they bring you a little... Uh, a little yeah, uh, you know. yeah, they, they leave these things when they go. Yeah. Little, uh, yeah. It's kind of the reverse of the, uh, of the uh, what's the guy, the number two for the uh, Yankees, Derek Jeter, where he'd have sex with a girl and give her a little gift basket. <laughs> gift basket. <laughs> he, and he'd have he his, his butler. Yeah. His butler would say, here's a gift basket, thank you for coming. <laughs> Derek would be gone. <laughs> when they woke up the next morning. <laughs> Class. I think we got a calendar in there. Glass. <laughs> got some fruit jelly. <laughs> some feminine deodorant spray. Yeah. Toothpaste. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, it was uh, 61, Ham the Chimp. Uh, and I remember seeing video of this of this chimpanzee going, rah, 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 having a good time in the space capsule. Uh, he came back alive and by squealing and happy. They, this was an ex- this was an experiment to see whether a human like person and eventually human could do chores while flying around in space. If you could still do things with your hands and maneuver and stuff like that, uh, instead of just doing it for practice, if it would really would happen when they were up there. So after a 15 minute, it was actually 16 and a half minute flight, uh, Ham the Chimp was recovered from the ocean before he could drown. That was his only flight. He spent the rest of his life in a cushy zoo, and a human astronaut went to space three months later, 1961. And uh, there you are. Uh, let's see. Oh, a couple of. Um, we got Pete Sweets coming up. We got uh, Holy Crap at Sports Little After Five. Uh, we got Flounder's Funnies uh, and some other stuff. Uh, one more quick thing about the about speaking of TV. And again, the uh, Law and Order SVU was on show, showing how Law and Order is now social justice as much as I mean. I, I, I really what, what a disappointment. Not that I ever watched the show, but it, here we go. And again, you know they're teaching. Uh, what, what do you suppose the effect? Uh, isn't that one of the most popular shows in America? Law and Order SVU. Isn't that a monster show? I mean, it's a monster hit show, right? If people are still yeah. watching mainstream TV. So their, their lesson was, uh, for all you young girls who might get yourself raped, you know, take into account the guy may have a bad background. Maybe mommy didn't hug him. Maybe she may have blew cigarette smoke when he was little in his face and, uh, you know, affected his lung and brain power. Uh, you know what the funny oh. thing is? is that I believe that Law and Order is called SVU, which is the Special Victims, victims Unit. Unit. Yeah. Yeah, it is a longer SVU. Yeah, uh, special which is victims. one of the longest running uh, television yep. programs. Yep. But what 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 kind of message is that? Telling young it's, girls, uh, that, well, you know, you can't just okay. because you're raped doesn't mean you really ought to charge the guy. 
I've been saying this for 30 years. I'm telling you, we're moving in this society to the point where you can't even look at a person of color committing a crime because immediately that makes you a racist, and that's worse than whatever they're doing, be it rape or murder. Well, we're seeing it all the time. Fanny the Floozy, our DA, said, oh, you're only picking on my boyfriend because he's black. Yeah. The other two guys she hired were white. No, we're picking on you and him because you were screwing the guy you hired to be on your payroll for almost $700,000. But again, immediately in a pulpit, she took to the church pulpit and complained about racism against her being unfair because of why. I mean, again, here we go. It's, it's, a, it's a Jim Crow in reverse. And they're throwing it in our faces. Oh, it's still alive. That's nonsense. Shame on it's you, Jim Crow 2.0. Yeah. Uh, the reason we didn't get the All-Star game, it, it keeps popping up all the time. They won't stop. Well, a couple of quick TV things before I run out of time here. I thought this was amazing. Oh, first of all, I didn't talk about this the other day. The Bachelor's back on TV. And The Bachelor is a guy, uh, and they, t- they uh, showed him when they were doing the, uh, the other old Bachelor thing. And they, he's, he's a, he's a great-looking guy. He's young, and he's happy. and he, I mean, he just looks terrific. He looks like just a really a nice, happy guy. You'd love him to be in love with your daughter kind of guy, you know? Uh, well, and then the first part of it was on The New Bachelor, they showed like nine of the girls in wedding gowns, pretending they were being married to him. Uh, and then the ter- and I didn't watch him. I, I can't stand these shows. I don't watch them because they make me cringe. But I wanted to see what the chicks look like. Yeah. There's a bunch of hotties Unfortunately, there. Veronica watches this show. And I, I, if you're about to get the one girl left early and just ate the cake and threw it on the ground and left. I, I didn't see that. But I, I, I was going <laughs> to I, I want to keep talking about this because what I did see was, again, I watched it for like two minutes. And I said, oh, I can't take it. So but then I tuned back in at 843. I made a note. I tuned in at 843 and there was already one of the girls bawling her eyes out. I mean, she was smearing her. She was going, she, I understand. She walked off. I'm thinking, oh, my God. And that's what I you back when they first did it, like 20 years ago, my daughters would watch it and I would watch it and then I'd call him the next day and we'd talk about, you know, we'd make a bet on which one's going to cry first and which one's going to leave angry or stuff like that. But it was just appalling. I mean, they're already bawling and there's got to be like 20 of them thinking they can fall in love with a stranger by, by being on TV. Now, Flounder, what, I didn't see the part about that. Was uh, Miss Veronica... Uh, uh, she likes to watch some of those reality shows but what I when I was caught, caught watching was one of the girls... I guess she had a bad reaction wearing the wedding dress. She thought of her dad and walking her down the aisle and all that. Oh, man. And so she decided to leave like she got time with him. I guess they all get, like, time to spend with him and all that. Yeah. And she got some time, and she was just like, yeah, I'm leaving. And then apparently I saw her, like, she picked up a cake and took a big piece and then just... Ate, like took a big bite and then threw it on the ground. Oh, man. I mean, the whole thing is preposterous. I mean, how could a female put herself up to that? Like all of them are pretty attractive, beautiful women, yeah, and, and successful. They, yeah, and I they, mean, they're not bimbos necessarily. Well, they might be in their head, but you know, that, that's the old adage that if you're going to some place, you may not want to go. At least ask, will there be cake? <laughs> <laughs> well, again, remember the prosecutor in Atlanta was on one of these shows, and and she got caught having sex with a guy she did not pick, or they didn't pick her. Uh, no, the, she, she was the bachelorette, and she didn't pick the guy, but she had sex with him. And then she got caught because the next night uh, they played the vi- the audio of her in the dark with a guy, and he said, and she said, "Well, I'm, I, you know, I really care about you." And he said, "Well, then why did you make love with me last night?" <laughs> Which might have been a nice surprise for the guy she did pick, who heard on TV that she did screw the guy that she did not pick, and she was a prosecutor and beautiful in Atlanta. 
This this is like ten or fifteen years ago. I mean, I remember. I couldn't believe it. Anyway, now and by the way, speaking of TV, a quick thing: the, they're doing another Farmer Wants a Wife, another series yeah. of farmers. And by the way, they showed a preview. Of, those girls look hot. I saw a few in there. It looked real nice. Uh, and again, I don't know much about it, but look, it's going to be on Thursday night, tomorrow night, I believe. Uh, and one more thing. Speaking of TV, I, there was a, a marathon of Columbo shows, and I get the biggest kick out of this. Uh, one of them, a Columbo show, uh, the, the, uh, one more thing, sir. 1973, one of the shows, uh, in a fancy dress shop. In a fancy dress shop. Uh, the story is a woman who wants to be on the payroll of a woman who committed murder, and she's kind of after to get her. Is she going to blackmail unless she doesn't hire her? So that's it. The two women work together. Okay. In a fancy dress shop, one of the girls, uh, stars of the, uh, of the, uh, of the uh, show for uh, Columbo, in the dress shop, lights up a cigarette. And just smoking away in the dress shop, in his fancy dress shop, lights up a cigarette, just blowing the smoke and just all over the dress. I mean, just like no big deal. Everybody smoked 1973. Another one, uh, the, the, uh, Columbo was, uh, was being shown videotape. And oh, uh, so let me. So you can replay that. You can. Uh, can you uh, really? You can look at that like in the football games. I mean, this is all brand new technology. Nineteen seventy-three or seventy-four. And then there was one more. Uh, speaking of that, uh, one of the episodes on the show where the guy, the murderer, showed that he knew exactly what time it was when he left the building because he had a digital watch. And Columbo goes, "Ah, what? What do you mean?" He says, "Well, it shows the numbers right here, it's right on my wrist. Seven fourteen, seven one four, as opposed to having a clock face. I mean, the things were amazing in the early 70s. Digital watches, <laughs> VCRs, well, yeah, and smoking anywhere yeah. you want. <laughs> Guess what? The digital watches, the nerd watches, are back in style. Oh, lordy. Oh, I hope they don't use radium again like they did when I was a kid. Uh, coming up on <laughs> 5 o'clock already. Holy crap, it's Sports Standard by 2 with a Caribbean cloud right here. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Together, ladies, left shoulder, right a blank, ready on your dog target. Road guards out. Look out. It's only me, it's only the giver. 
1063 with Pete Davidson Flounder and having a ball with you at 404 741 1230. A lot of things going on in the news. We're bringing the latest updates. You know, uh, I guess they're still feuding over the border policy thing. And again, if you Republicans cave in, you're freaking crazy. You're freaking crazy. Call their bluff. In fact, I heard, uh, you know, there's typical freaking Democrats. You're going to hear some of the lies they've been telling from the very beginning here. I'll hear, uh, hear more, uh, some of the stuff going on in the hearings today as well. And uh, holy crap, it's sports coming up and uh, Flounder's Funnies and uh, Pete's Tweets and a uh, whole bunch of stuff here, including, ladies, the four secrets uh, that you, the four lies that you're telling yourself about men. And uh, it's hurting you. And we're here to help, by golly. Uh, 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 Kimmer has a special service with some of the older ladies in the audience. But anyway, uh, 504 with the Kimmer Feet and Flounder. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Where to start? Where to start? Well, let's do a little bit on the hearing. Uh, A little bit on the hearing today. Lindsey Graham uh, really took it to the uh, CEO of Meta. Mark Zuckerberg, formerly known as the Facebook guy, uh, this was a hearing talking about what's going on with children. And they had the hearing because one of the instigation uh, facts of the case happened when a South Carolina state representative, a state senator, uh, I'm sorry, state representative, Brandon Guffey, had a 17-year-old son die by suicide after he was victim to the extortion group from Nigeria. Using the Meta-owned app, threatened the guy, if you don't give us money, we're going to expose photographs that he had sent him by mistake because he was a kid and did something stupid like kids do. He gave them money. It wasn't enough. They kept threatening, and he killed himself. And then they threatened his father and a son afterwards. And, well, at a hearing today, uh, Lindsey Graham uh, had a little something to say here. Uh, Flounder, if you will, sir. Uh, Mr. Zuckerberg. You and the companies before us, I know you don't mean it to be so, but you have blood on your hands. You have a product. You have a product that's killing people. He noted that Congress has action taken against cigarettes and tobacco, uh, against uh, explosives, guns, and yet social media says companies are largely shielded from being held liable in court under a Communications Decency Act section. The bottom line is you can't be sued. You should be, and these emails would be great for punitive damages, talking about what they did to this guy's son. And then they threatened the father if he didn't pay to release him anyway. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Uh, And not only that, uh, uh, Josh Hawley also uh, had a little something to say, and it's a little hard to hear Zuckerberg, but he responds to a request by Josh Hawley at the hearing today. Any action? You didn't That's take any true, action. Senator. You didn't fire anybody. You haven't That's compensated a single not, victim. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. There's families of victims here today. Have you apologized to the victims? I, would you like to do so now? Well, they're here. You're on national television. Would you like now to apologize to the victims who have been harmed by your product? Show them the pictures. Would you like to apologize for what you've done to these good people? It's kind of hard to understand, but he said, as Zuckerberg said, he did apologize. He said, I'm you know, sorry that you're going through these things. But he also said over the last eight years, they have built 30 different tools and resources to set limits by parents on their teens using the apps. One thing he didn't say was it it wasn't my fault. He didn't take blame. Yeah. 
Well, yeah. Yeah, good point. Uh, he also did say that there, there's not any existing scientific evidence proving a causal link between social media and young people having worse mental health problems. I don't believe that. I think there is obviously a causal link. We just had the case of the kid killing himself over what happened on his phone and the threat to release his pictures on social media. That's fairly causal. <laughs> I mean, my God. <clears throat> what more causation do you need? I mean, that's one. <laughs> Gee, I just, I, well, I, I don't get something, I guess. It's not the first time, I suppose. Uh, 508, uh, you want to do a nosy thing, and then uh, we, uh, we'll do Pete's Sweets later. Oh, you know what? We also have to play. We have a, a couple of the uh, top ten songs still. Now, Flounder was off yes. yesterday taking care of Miss Veronica. Let's do it. You want to do the one right now? Let's do one right now. Let's Flounder, do it. Well, you, let's finish them because uh, let's do it. dragging I know, it out. I know. Finish well, them. Well, okay. All right, now, Flounder, we'll take number three. Uh, now, I, I want to repeat finish very quickly. Up. These are... The uh, poll from Rolling Stone magazine has listed the 10 worst songs of the 70s. Number 10 worst, Minnie Ripperton Loving You. Number 9, Feelings. Number 8, Billy Don't Be a Hero. Uh, number 7 worst song of the 70s, Terry Jack's Seasons in the Sun. Number 6 worst song, Rupert Holmes' The Escape Pina Colada Song. Uh, number 5 worst song, Muskrat Love, Captain and Tennille. And number 4 la- worst song of the 70s by Rolling Stone magazine that we played Bye. last night was Debbie Boone, You Would Light Up My Life. That was number 4. By the four. way, yeah. uh, on my morning little walk where I usually listen to the birds and the creek and you know get all relaxed and everything, yeah. Yeah. I had that stupid Minnie Ripperton song going oh, through my God. head and could not get it out. And especially that high note where she breaks glass. I yeah. mean, that was uh, horrible. No. Well, anyway, uh, now the number three worst. See, now, I really, the two of the three I don't agree with here at all, but we'll, we'll get your opinion. Uh, the number three worst song of the 70s, Paul Anka, You're Having My Baby. That you're having my baby, baby. You're the woman I love, and I love what it's doing to you. Making her fatter? Having my baby, what it's doing to you. It's a, I love what fatter. it's doing to you. Huh? It's making her fatter. Well, now that's not the way to look at it. <laughs> uh, and, and Rolling Stone wrote, as we play the song behind the camera speaking here, nobody disputes the fact that Paul Anka is a brilliant, the man wrote my way, for God's sake. Uh, that feat alone earns him a spot on the Songwriters Hall of Fame. But in the summer of 74, he released You're Having My Baby, an uber-saccharine song about a man overjoyed about the news that his wife is pregnant. The song hit home for a lot of Americans. It gave Anka his first number one since 1959, Lonely Boy. Holy cow. Uh, and this is, we're talking in 74. It was uh, 50, 16 years. Uh, it's aged about as well as a bucket of, of oh, my God. It says there, again, this is Rolling Stone writing. Uh, first number one hit since 59, Lonely Boy. It's aged about as well as a bucket of sweet and sour pork. New Life was breathed into the tune in uh, 2009 when it was featured on Glee. Finn sang it to Quinn while having dinner with her parents. At the time, he didn't know that Puck was the real father and that, Quinn, <laughs> and that Quinn's dad would throw her out of the house after hearing the news. <laughs> wow, what a story. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I think it's a great song. I, I, I like this horrible. song. horrible. It's horrendously bad. Well, I'm now, sorry. see, isn't that funny? 1974, I was happily married to my starter wife, the one who did love me. And uh, I, 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 my second, let's see, 74, but, my second daughter was almost being about to be born. And uh, Lonely Boy 
Lonely Boy was a remake sometime in the 70s or 80s. It was a pretty good remake. Yeah, that was a good, that was a good song, too. That was good. Anyway, about Paul Anka, number three. We'll do two and one a little bit later on here today, uh, just for the kicks of it. Sure, uh, we but will. The, No, we will. We will. I promise we will. Uh, 512 with the Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. Um, uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, I don't want to get into a whole thing about the ladies thing and the mistakes you're making. Hold on, I'll, I'll, real quickly, just this, and then we're going to talk about ladies, uh, the lies you're telling yourselves, which are, are hurting you. And Pete's coming up here in sports here in a second. Richard Simmons is going public on the pain of his entire life being made fun of. He's uh, Richard Simmons, 75-year-old fitness instructor, is now sharing an inspirational message with his fans on Facebook because of a movie coming out, a biopic about him, which he wants nothing to do with. Richard Simmons, 75 years old, says he's aware of the ridicule he's received from detractors, learned to love the person he has become over the years. He's very reclusive, recently voiced his disapproval of the controversial biopic centered on his life, and he gave fans a recommendation for uplifting songs to listen to in hard times. As long as I can remember, people have made fun of me, and people still to this day make fun of me. But you know what? He says, I'm glad to be me, and you should be glad that you are you. Uh, the formerly outgoing personality abruptly stopped making public appearances 10 years ago. Many of his fans were afraid of what was going on to him. His friends, though, deep, early, uh, self, uh, big-time Charlie friends say he's fine. Uh, he had uh, the biopic was being developed. On his life uh, began as early as April last year. Paulie Shore said he wanted to play Richard Simmons. At the time, Paulie Shore, 55, claimed he had established contact with him. He went on to portray the fitness instructor in a short film called The Court Jester last year at the Sundance Festival. But now Richard Simmons was quick to disavow that project or any others. He, he hasn't shared anything. He wants his fans to know he had never given any permission for this movie. Warner Brothers, who a subsidiary is producing it, issued a statement saying they'd love to have Richard be part of it, all right. <laughs> oh, yeah, you'll do it anyway, but you sure wish he'd be part of it. Uh, we respect his desire for privacy, plan to produce a movie that honors him, celebrates him, and tells a dramatic story, paying homage to him and kiss his feet to say he's done beautiful stuff. So they're doing the movie without his permission anyway, and Richard says, I got nothing to do with it, just for the record. The girls send a, a lies you're telling yourself coming up, but first, holy crap, it's sports next with a Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. Now look out, 518 uh, with a Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. And coming up, I've got a sports birthday or two, a sports thing in history that Pete does not want to talk about, so I'll do it afterwards. And also, <laughs> a whole bunch of stuff, but as we go, holy crap at sports with Pete Davis. Uh, I'm breaking news here from Chip Towers AJC oh. tweeting yeah. that beer sales are coming to Sanford Stadium next fall. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. What do you mean, oh, boy? Yes, this is yeah. great news. <laughs> Good news. Great news. <laughs> what could go wrong? Oh, hey, mercy. There'll just be more people in the Athens-Clark County uh, Bulldog Memorial holding uh, cells. Uh, so well, I remember re the only time I'd ever, you know, I've been to the to the uh, Georgia Bulldog game against Auburn, a uh, big classic many years ago. While I was still yeah. in the front of uh, I took the train over there and stuff. And I remember uh, getting, uh, she was uh, kicked, was not allowed in the gate. Because we were carrying cups, plastic cups that had booze in them, uh, and the girl at the gate smelled it and said, "Well, you can't."
Skip, you can't come in here because you had a thing. So I made her go uh, uh, go about 20 feet away, got a plain cup, gave it to her, and had her walk back in. So, uh, you know, but anyway, <laughs> that was my experience. And, of course, you couldn't find your seat. It was mobbed. Kids were everywhere. I mean, it's, there's no way to find anywhere you're going. It was, just, it was a madhouse. But it was uh, an experience, that's okay. for sure. Yes, sir. I'm glad. I'm glad you survived. I'm glad things got better. Uh, the rumors are true. If true, some officials from Forsyth County recently visited New York City. Mm-hmm. Why would they do that, Kimmer? Why uh, would they go to New York City voluntarily? Wow, New York City, probably to get a recruit. Recruit the, well, in Forsyth County. Uh, well, who do you, who do you say went? They're they're Forsyth County officials. Officials went well. To see if they could be in the Super Bowl uh, parade. I don't know. Where's the best place to put a new hockey arena? Oh, Atlanta. Well, there you are. Northern suburbs. That's right, baby. They went up there to visit. Can we please get the Flames name back from Calgary? It means nothing to them. It's everything to us. Let's get the Flames back. Screw the Thrashers. We want the Flames. That's us. And then there was only one. The Commanders are the only team without a head coach. Now that the Seahawks are hiring Ravens D.C. Mike McDonald to replace Pete Carroll. So we're down mm. to just one mm. at this point. And meanwhile, newly hired Panthers head coach Dave Canales and his wife wrote a book a few years back about their marriage, oh. which included chapters on porn uh, and porn addiction oh and drunkenness oh. and infidelity. Ah. Not exactly your basic assistant coach bio. Oh. Canales admits to being addicted to pornography to the point it nearly ended his marriage. He cheated on his soon-to-be wife at his bachelor party. He cheated on her several times with affairs after they were married. Instead of going to church, he'd take his ring off and go party with his friends. Canales also had a binge drinking problem and had unprotected sex so many times with other women that he and his wife had to take a test to see if he'd called anything. Fortunately, he had not. Canales calls himself a recovering narcissist, and they wrote the book as a cautionary tale for Christian married couples and as a way to show you can overcome these problems and save your marriage. Carolina team officials say they were aware of the book before they hired him. When they had, he admitted this to his mother-in-law and father-in-law, the mother-in-law says, I knew it the whole time, and I warned her not to marry you. I told you so. <laughs> oh, be damned. Well, good well, for them that they can that. stick together and pull it off. I can't imagine, but that's good for him. Well, that's one way of putting it. Yeah, <laughs> well, hello. Pull it off. <laughs> uh, Chiefs tight end and pop star sex enthusiast Travis Kelsey oh. is enlightening mm-hmm. us on why he nutted up on Baltimore kicker Justin Tucker before the AFC title game on Sunday. Kelsey says Tucker was poking the bear when he violated the unwritten rule by stretching and placing his equipment where Patrick Mahomes was getting loose. Yeah. Quote, if you want to be a blanking blank about it, no. you keep your helmet and your football and your blanking kicking tee right where the quarterbacks are warming up. If you're not going to pick that up, I'll happily move that for you, Kelsey told today on the New Heights podcast with his brother Jason. Video shows Mahomes throwing Tucker's kicking tee and Kelsey kicking the Baltimore kicker's footballs and throwing his helmet away yeah. from where Mahomes is warming up before the game. Now, Kelsey explained the usual pregame routine where each team gets half of the field to warm up. Kickers and punters are allowed to work on both sides of the field to account for wind and weather conditions, but Kelsey said they are to stay away from the opposing players when they venture to the other side. Justin came out and was kind of winking at me, being a blank about it, trying to get under my skin, and we weren't just in a joking mood. We were ready to get after it. Mahomes said yesterday that Tucker is the only kicker who has violated those unwritten rules during his NFL career. 
I've had seven years of doing that same warm-up routine, and there's only been like three occasions where there's been a kicker that wasn't moving out of the way, and it was in Baltimore all three times. Mahomes adding that he was going to let it slide, but Travis moved it for me. Yeah. Uh, Tucker said Monday he considered the pregame incident gamesmanship and all in good fun. But Kelsey, who caught that you know touchdown pass in the opening drive, yeah. responded that Tucker's antics may have had consequences. Justin, sorry if we took it to a level you didn't think it would get to, uh, but if you're going to be a blank, I can one-up you every time. Don't make me the bad guy. He was poking the bear. And I saw the video, and that kicker was smirking the whole time. He was I, 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 when uh, Travis went over them was kicking the stuff away. The kicker was sort of, yeah, always got, coming got, got to his you. defense, aren't yeah. you? No, no, no yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh my yeah. God, you guys, you have such a thing about Taylor Swift. I hey. can't believe it. She's living in Nothing. your brain. You're driving you crazy. It's the other Nothing way around. Comes between, yeah. <laughs> Nothing comes between Kimmer and uh, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift and his Jordache knee pads. Anyway, the lone survivor, the Kansas City frozen bodies incident, has checked oh, himself into yeah. a rehab center. Yeah. Video of him being cuffed, then uncuffed that night has been released by police. I'm telling you, That's... why he wasn't even brought in for questioning? Are you kidding yeah. me? Somebody, He knows somebody. He's got some kind of connection yeah. for them to cuff him and then uncuff him right there. Please, I'm dragging that guy in. For, there's three bodies. And uh, please. And, and the latest result or information is that one of the dead guys was found dead sitting in a lawn chair. Yeah. Sitting in a lawn chair. So it wasn't like, you know, he hit his head on something and fell down and, and passed out in the cold. Oh, he was no. sitting in the chair. Well, one of the theories mm. is is they may have all taken something, yeah, and he obviously. stayed in the house and passed out, and they yeah, unfortunately right. were high as on yeah. whatever. And well, I, if you found him sitting in a chair dead, I mean, obviously that there's no way that he, you know, has accidentally did something. I mean, he he passed out That's and he died. Yeah. Wow. A good website to follow college football sports, especially the SEC, is called SaturdayDownSouth.com, and they got a couple of good stories today. Bama quarterback Jalen Milrow attended a youth football camp and used the opportunity to take a shot at his former head coach, Nick Saban. Ooh. All in jest. Ah. Milrow told the kids, I do miss Coach Saban. He was a big reason why I came to Alabama. To see him go is going to be tough for us. But we have to realize that Coach Saban is 28 years from being 100 years old, so we got to let him retire. <laughs> and yeah, we're not I'm just 22. quite through with college. Yeah, you're 22. I wasn't going to say anything. I was going to let it go, and you had to bring it. That's Pretty on you. freaking scary. That's on you. We're not quite through with college football just yet. The Senior Bowl down in Mobile is coming up, and yeah, one former Georgia right. player is turning heads at practice. According to ESPN draft expert Jordan Reed, wide receiver Lad McConkey is making defensive backs look like cats chasing a laser pointer. Mm. That's how he described really? it. Reed is projecting McConkey to be a star in the NFL. There are 39 SEC players at the Senior Bowl. And speaking of that game, Cowboys delusional owner Jerry Jones is there and was asked if he could see Bill Belichick as the head coach in Dallas. Quote, I know him personally and I like him. There's no doubt in my mind we could work together, none, end quote. So, <laughs> what? <laughs> somewhere back in Texas, Mike McCarthy just choked on his donut. I'm telling you. <laughs> it's, uh, That's pretty funny. Uh, if he starts out one and three, he's history. Well, I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. 
The revolt is growing. The attorneys general of Tennessee and Virginia filed antitrust lawsuits against the NCAA today, challenging its ban on the use of NIL compensation to recruit athletes. This according to this after the NCAA started an investigation of Tennessee again. Uh, the lawsuit says it's about recruiting inducements, claims the NCAA is enforcing rules that unfairly restrict the athletes uh, getting commercially use of their name which could be the death knell for the NCAA having anything to do with big-time college football. If they win this, yeah. it's got, NCAA can do volleyball, but they're not going to be involved in football, I think, after this, uh, the dust settles on this Boy, one. Boy, I wonder where this is going. I mean, really, it's, you know, I... They're paying I, them. I, There's open paying. I, I just, yeah. It's a, it's a junior league of uh, pro f uh, football. Yeah, sports. it's NFL light is what it's going to be. Yeah. Colorado head coach Deion Sanders says he got a couple of phone calls about open uh, coaching positions, but he's staying put in Boulder to build up the Buffaloes program. Uh, says, I inherited some bull junk, and I'm going to fix it. Yeah, I th okay. I th that's smart. I like that. I, th I like Good the guy. I've changed entirely. I really like I appreciate what he's doing and his attitude. I disagree. Uh, your Atlanta Hawks entered last night's <laughs> home game, eight games under 500, having lost four of their last five games. Yet they emerged victorious over LeBron James and the Lakers, 138-122. Uh, oh. Trey Young led 26 points, 13 assists. The Lakers are now under 502. The Hawks put them, put them under 500. Yeah. <laughs> 138? And I mean, my God. 122. There's no defense. It's the old Jeez. ABA. It literally is yeah. the old ABA again yeah. is what's going on. Uh, Brazilian soccer star Neymar is back home recuperating from his knee injury. But when pics of him attending a birthday party came out, some fans pointed out, looks like he's getting a little fat. Mm -hmm. So Neymar responded in the class way he always does yeah, well. on social media mm. by saying if he has gained some pounds, it's beauty weight. And he then ended the video with him saying, uh, suck on this. And he flipped the middle <laughs> finger. And he said, quote, suck it, haters, end quote. Wow. Okay. This is yeah. who again? I, this is Neymar. And I think, Kimmer, we should end every show like that. We should just look up <laughs> at the it. camera and say, suck it, haters. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Suck it, That's Abe. a funny. I, 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 I may try to remember that. <laughs> it's 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 a line up there with steak classy cheese puffs yeah, or something like if that. If you write it uh, down, he'll read it. <laughs> Cal Ripken Jr. and Grant Hill are part of a group buying the Baltimore Orioles, which is good. And on this day, January 31st, 1919, Jackie Robinson is born in Cairo, Georgia, the first black player in Major League history, uh, only to have a statue cut down, broken up, and burned by the fine folks of Kansas City. Yeah. And in 1931, Ernie Banks was born in Dallas, Texas. He once teamed up with the Kimmer to give me crap about living in sin, which I will never forget. <laughs> I heard he bites play, too. <laughs> There's sports. Anyway, and by the way, another sports birthday. I forgot to take a picture of my poster of the bloody nose of Nolan Ryan hit by uh, a bonos uh, uh, Nolan. Nolan Ryan is 77 today. Former yes. Advil pitchman and Hall of Famer, one of the greats. Also, Strike a name. King. What's that? Strikeout King. Strikeout King. And you'll also uh, be hearing a name that a lot of folks don't want to be reminded of, but I'm going to tell you the story of John Rocker was on this day when it all happened. Also, Pete Davis, uh, the Braves of Boston played the other Boston pro team on Sunday sports for the first time uh, starting in 1929. I'll tell you why and how they had to pull it off. Coming up with more uh, with uh, Kipper Pete Flounder. 530 on 106.3 right here.
dramatic pause. <laughs> Did mor- morning show let some gremlins in there, I think, with his appearance filling in for Flounder, who's uh, doing better, and Miss Veronica's doing a little better, but still uh, like a food poisoning or something. You and your, uh, uh, she and your dad, I guess, too. Yeah, well, three of them. I didn't get it like they did, but yeah. they're they're wow. they're on the up and up, but not all the way there. Well, I hope uh, things are getting better. 535, and this is a little John Lennon here. Beatles. The Beatles, yeah. Bum, 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 bum. Well, 1967, the Beatles spent a, re- a second day at Knoll Park, Seven Oaks, Kent, England, to complete filming in the Strawberry Fields Forever promotional video. The film was shot in color for the benefit of the U.S. market since British TV was still broadcasting only in black and white in 1967. Holy cow. I had no idea. Uh, Taking time out from filming, John Lennon bought an 1843 poster from an antique shop in Surrey, which provided him with most of the lyrics for the Beatles song being uh, being for the benefit of Mr. Kite. (laughs) <laughs> okay, I don't you know, know what that means either. Uh, by the way, we're going to have a musical selection coming up for you from a, uh, a football star, because I still got some more sports to go uh, through here for a second. 536, Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. Our birthday list includes Jonathan Banks. 77-year-old Jonathan Banks, the uh, beautifully bald uh, fixer Mike uh, Ehrman Trout, uh, and Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad. And also, if you watch the movie Airplane, when they said, let's check the radar range, he's the guy who opened up the radar range to check the radar. That was Jonathan Banks, still bald-headed with dead eyes back in the movie Airplane, too. Jonathan Banks, 77 years old. Uh, let's see. On this day, uh, I almost hate to mention it, Pete didn't want to, 1999, the Broncos beat our Falcons 34-19 to win the Super Bowl. Uh, John Elway, MVP, in 1999. We were down there. In I know, because Florida. I was there. I was there. That's when I played golf with uh, Jimmy Brown and Lawrence Taylor and got my uh, scorecard and got my scorecard signed by the both of them. Uh-huh. Thank you. Uh-huh. Uh, and I did, and, and so that was pretty cool. I mean, I played did golf. Did you go to the game? Uh, uh, I did not go to the game, I don't think. Did, did, no, I did, not, I, did not half- go to, I did not go to the game, yeah. The halftime show. They gave us box lunches, so I sat behind one of the things <laughs> on the field, and I listened to the two halftime entertainment bands. You know who they were? No, who were they? Were. Share and Kiss. Oh my God! <laughs> wow. <laughs> anyway, what a trip that was. Uh, my, my my golfing buddy Danny McLefty and uh, big huge uh, Dave uh, the, is huge in this Lavelle, and we were at the hotel room hitting balls off the balcony about ten floors up into the pool. Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, I I the whole week of my I rented a red convertible like Hunter S. Thompson and drove around <laughs> basically plastered the whole week of the, this red convertible. There were manatees in the lagoon. <laughs> around the hotel it was the best damn first of all i'd ever had a cuban sandwich so i ordered one every day yeah. that that place was estimated and then getting woke up woken up the day of the game by our friend miller pope and he says you're not going to believe this but one of the falcons yeah. just got arrested for yeah. soliciting and yeah. it changed the game it changed him he looked like he was embarrassed oh. and he, he lost all of it i mean he obviously was up all night and he and his wife was oh. there he had just been given the award oh. for man of the year for husband of the year Chris, or no 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 Christian, Christian yeah. athlete of the year. He was yeah. got the award for, and he and all the other DB stayed up with them. They were all just They're absolutely exhausted. been up for twenty four yeah. plus hours the whole time. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. of him. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, my, my God. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, okay. Uh, should we do a little musical thing here, Flounder? Are you? I, maybe in the back. It was on this day in 1976, Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback Terry Bradshaw launched a country music career with the release of this famous song, which actually hit number 17 on the country charts. Terry Bradshaw, recently a contestant on The Masked Singer, he was eliminated. He was the one in the deer mask. Terry Bradshaw, 1976, singing I'm So Lonesome I Could Cry. Reached number 17 on the country charts. Good for him. <laughs> I've heard worse versions That's than that. It's not bad. I could, you could listen to that. Anyway, uh, 540, and uh, late, I'll wait to uh, do a little John Rocker thing here if I get to it uh, in a second. In fact, uh, first, I've been teasing this, and so let's, uh, let's do it. Now, ladies, again, this is uh, from an official uh, sexologist, a woman who knows what she's talking about in relationships. And she says that there are four lies women tell themselves about the opposite sex and it's ruining your chances for happiness. Uh, she says information for women starts with how our father treats us, how he treats our mother, uh, friends and family. Men only, your mother says men only want one thing. Uh, uh, other says don't be the last on the shelf or men won't want you. Men want sex. Women want uh, love. Uh, man should make the first move. Da, 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 da. Uh, if, you don't, if he doesn't make the first move, they'll see you as a slut to your friends. Uh, okay, lie number one. Men are sexual studs and are willing and ready to have able sex anytime you want, baby. And this girl says, uh, oh, really? One in eight men experience problems every time they try to have sex. Sixty percent of the men she studied have avoided sex because they're afraid of their performance anxiety. The main, uh, main motivation for men isn't always to get sex. They're not supremely confident of their sexual prowess. So think about that and remember it before you start making decisions or demands. <laughs> now, lie number two, men always make the first move. Uh, the men don't necessarily make the first move because they're almost afraid these days to look at a great pair of, of, of yeah. boobs. You know, you're not supposed to look at them. And, and so, you're, you know, you're, you're thinking about what's going to happen if you do. Uh, and it might need to a relationship or not. But the first time sex for a man can be even more daunting for him than it is for the girl because he's concerned about the... Uh, uh, the schlufenflaffen and whether you're going to be uh, making fun of the old schlarfenfarfen uh, because, uh, well, there's the worry about uh, maybe it's not working or isn't of uh, the right particular geographical dimensions, for example, if we can put this in an adult way. Uh, maybe, and by the way, she makes a point here. Again, this is a woman making a point, and we're trying to be adult here, but she makes the point that uh, men worry about maybe his schlufenfarfen uh, isn't working properly, and again, uh, maybe uh, women, she says, says, make this point, obviously, women can fake being excited. Men cannot. So uh, he's afraid maybe if it doesn't work too well, everybody's going to know it. And since it's the two of you, that's, uh, you know, the audience he's worried about. Uh, he might be able to fake uh, an, or uh, an origami, but he can't fake being excited because <laughs> either he is or he isn't. And you're the one who's looking well, at it. So, I mean, you know. Uh, if it, nothing works, then uh, it doesn't matter whether he's pretending or not, because it's you know it's not working. Well, 
the some women, you know, they, you know, right. well, they're not Well, now, here's the other thing. Uh, line number three, men don't want love and commitment. She says, well, that's an old school, antiquated view these days. Women in their late teens and early 20s will say, well, he's not, he's a man. He's never going to commit. I'd like to be in a relationship, but he won't do it. And this, uh, this woman now research says found men may experience feelings of love faster and express it earlier than women do. Men and women look for the same thing in a long-term partner, kindness, intelligence, understanding, someone who loves him, return stuff. But truth is, men benefit from and enjoy commitment more than women do. Married men and men in long-term relationships are much happier than the women they live with. Uh, They're replicated many times. Being married improves men's sense of well-being, but does not offer that same sense for women. Hmm. Women are still the ones doing the shopping, cooking, cleaning stuff, so they don't get the same benefit that men get the feeling of from being married in long term. Men benefit because they calm down, they take less risks, they live longer, they're happier than the women. Uh, line number four, men will always cheat given half the chance. Humans like variety, simple as that. Most of us don't cheat, uh, but every human being wants to be feel loved, safe, secure, and accepted. And the people who cheat know this could be all lost if they get found out. The truth, she says, men are still more likely to cheat than women. It's about 20% of married men are likely to cheat, 13% of married women, uh, which also means 80% of men don't cheat, uh, which is a good news. But anyway, uh, you know, men have a, a performance anxieties, and uh, although I have faked it once, but I will also <laughs> say this, uh, uh, that, I, uh, that I have been first to commit to uh, a uh, loving relationship. The older I get, the more I find it a turn-on for a woman to say, I love you. Well, uh, I haven't heard that in uh, so many decades. It doesn't really... Kimmer, Kimmer, I love you. (laughs) I love you too, (laughs) Petey. Oh, my God. Quarter of five on a Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder right here. Look out. Oh, my God. One, two, three o'clock, four o'clock, rock. Mm, Five, six, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, rock. Nine, ten, eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock, rock. We're gonna rock. Blackboard Jungle. And that was the song, Rock Around the Clock, 1957. Bill Haley, Decca Records, announced that Bill Haley and the Comets Rock Around the Clock had sold more than a million copies in Britain. Mostly on 10-inch 78s. Man, those things used to spin like wildfire. The version of Rock Around the Clock that was used in the movie Blackboard Jungle differs from the hit single version. The difference is in two solo breaks, which I guess they needed for... Audience uh, things to look at the screen and stuff like that, whatever. Anyway, pretty cool. Uh, 551. Uh, birthday list includes uh, Tile Hubbard, 37, half of the uh, Georgia Florida line singers, and Marcus Mumford of Mumford and Sons, lead singer Marcus Mumford, is 37 today. Um, and uh, before I forget, it was on this day, 2000, exactly 24 years ago, John Rocker, the Braves pitcher, was suspended by baseball commissioner Bud Selig uh, after a story in Sports Illustrated. And I'm going to read it to you, and I'll try to, uh, I'll try to make it uh, palatable for all. And again, uh, you, whenever you think of John Rocker, at the, I mean, he turned out to be kind of a character in a lot of ways. But here's what he said. He said, uh, they, uh, they asked him, would you ever play for the Yankees or the Mets in New York? And he said, I'd retire first. It'd be the most 
most hectic, nerve-wracking, and nerve-wracking city. Imagine having to take the 7 train to the ballpark, looking like you've been riding through Beirut next to some kid with purple hair, next to some queer with AIDS, right next to some dude who just got out of jail for the fourth time, right next to some 20-year-old mom with four kids. It's depressing. The biggest thing I don't like about New York are the foreigners. You can walk an entire block in Times Square and not hear anybody speaking English. Asians and Koreans and Vietnamese and Indians and Russians and Spanish people are everything up there. How the hell did they get in this country? Rocker also slammed slammed the Mets and their fans saying, nowhere else in the country do people spit at you, throw bottles at you, throw quarters at you, throw batteries at you, and say, hey, I did your mother last night. She's a whore. I talked about what degenerates they were, and they proved me right. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. What did he say that was wrong? Yeah, he, I mean, he so was What right. did he say that's not true? He was absolutely right. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Holy smokes. Uh, 5.53. Oh, very quick. Uh, we, we, we have a peach squeeze. Let me do this real quickly. Stinky Big Fat Loser Abraham's group, this fair election thing, or this uh, group that she uh, 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 founded a long time ago, a few, a fair, the Fair Fight political group, advocacy group. They're, they're losing money like crazy. They're a couple of $3 million in debt. Uh, and so they've had, you know, they do so-called voting rights. Uh, they did this because she lost the first election out of two that she lost to, to uh, Governor Kemp. Uh, their voting rights, media, fundraising, grassroots organizations will be slashed. Uh, they're uh, cutting most of their staff. Uh, one of the problems could be the fact that uh, Stinky has a bunch of perks, uh, such as her. Uh, she demanded a traveling chocolate fountain wherever she goes. I mean, that alone, just, you know, the refrigerator truck to carry her traveling chocolate fountain. Uh, her bi-weekly biscuits in a basket delivery uh, from her favorite French restaurant, which unfortunately is in France, which is very expensive. Uh, she has a road moppers crew, uh, the roadie moppers uh, crew, to use her microfiber towels to mop off her neck sweat before she <laughs> before she goes live on TV interviews. They get full uh, retirement and medical, by the way. Uh, she has a petty prover, a rotating staff, to confirm whether their own with her own eyes whether she actually did get a pedicure because otherwise she'd have to take the little Asian girl's word for it. Uh, they're also uh, uh, spending money for the Butter Brigade, the team with a constant supply of Land O'Lakes because as soon as she walks into an IHOP, she says, we're going to need more butter. All this is expensive, Stakey. That's right. More butter. Going to need more butter. Looks at the menu and says, yes. <laughs> yeah. I'll take the right side first. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, five fifty-five. Should we, should we do? What do you want to do, your boy? Do peach tweets? Yeah, let's like do doing, that. I'll do a little peach tweets, and then I got a story about the lady in the dumpster, which is bizarre. Uh, peach tweets. First, we got peach. We got tweets, and we got peach tweets right here. Why not? <laughs> What's up? Oh, we got more music too coming up. Sure we do. Sean <laughs> has an idea for a segment for the show. You know, we're talking about ideas. You yeah. know, start the show with the segment name. Yeah. He says Kimmer's Crawl. Like what's stuck in your craw My that craw, day. I like it. The craw. Okay. You like that? Yeah. And I was thinking, how about this? Kimmer's Cut to the Chase would be a good title. So, okay, it's time to cut to the chase with the Kimmer. Uh, it's another good idea. I still like the flare-up. Yeah. The flare-up? The Kimmer flare-up? <laughs> flare <laughs> he's oozing. Uh, here it comes. <laughs> he's, he's boiling temper. <laughs> he's, he's got the uh, whitehead. <laughs> oh, stop it. Stefan has this marriage tip, yeah. fellow husbands, yeah. if your wife complains the house is too cold, 
All you have to do is tell her she'll warm up if she does the housework. <laughs> That's right. Women were born with smaller feet so they can stand closer to the sink. <laughs> oh. Uh, what do you say when a storm blows off uh, 25% of your roof? Uh, I'm roofless? I don't know. There goes the oof. house. Oof. 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 25% oof. of roof. It's one, uh, 20, uh, one letter out of four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oof. 25%, you see, would be the R. You're welcome. Thank you. Ho, oh, hey. Uh, uh, 556. You want it? Uh, let's see. Do we, we probably don't. Do we have time for the number two list of the Rolling Stones things? Uh, this yes. is, uh, let's do number two. Flounder, if you would. The Rolling Stone list of the worst songs of the 70s. Debbie Boone was number four. Paul Anka having my baby number three. This is number two. Of course, here we go. Oh, here we go. Starland Vocal Band, Afternoon Delight, second most annoying song of the 70s. I used to hate this song, too. But Rolling Stone writes, it's hard to hate a song about the joys of midday sex. But Starland was <laughs> a quickie in the afternoon. But the Starland vocal band made it easy. The group was composed of two real-life couples that probably enjoyed some afternoon delights around the time of the song's release in 1976, although both couples have long since divorced. The song hit number one in the summer of 76, actually got the group a brief variety series on CBS. They won a Grammy for Best New Artist, as opposed to, say, the Ramones or Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers <laughs> or many other great bands that started that same year. God, think about that. The Ramones, Tom Petty, and the Heartbreakers. Yeah, it's uh, the which, Grammys. Yeah, and they They've got, always been lame. And they got the best one. Now, the song got renewed attention when it was uh, featured on Glee and the guest star John Stamos. Anyway, that was number two, Starland Vocal Band with Afternoon Delight. Uh, good uh, grief. Anyway, 558. Uh, I think we have time for a Flounders uh, funny here, uh, Mr. Flounder, if you would, sir, at your leisure. I don't like when people use their kids to be rude. Uh, I'm in line at a coffee place, and a woman comes in with her baby. And she tries to cut in front of me in line. She's like, hey, do you mind if I go ahead of you? Because I'm with my baby, and it's a really long line. And, you know, I don't want to have to wait in line. I'm with my baby. So can I just go ahead of you? Because, you know, I'm with my baby. (laughs) And I said, "Uh, no. (laughs) No, no, I got to get back home. My kid's tied to a chair. Yeah, you, you should plan ahead. Hitting <laughs> a baseball is the hardest thing to do in sports because uh, I'm a pretty good athlete, and I went to the batting cages the other day. It was pretty embarrassing. You get 30 pitches for three bucks. I get into the cage, 29 misses in a row. <laughs> On the 30th pitch, I leaned in and took it in the chest. <laughs> I'm getting on base. <laughs> and who's that there, Flounder? That is Mr. Bobby Tessel. Bobby Tessel. I remember old Bobby pretty good. By the way, Pete, on this day, 1929, Sunday sports allowed in Boston, Massachusetts, where the Boston Braves and the Boston Red Sox were allowed to play on Sundays. The, uh, the mayor made it okay. It came with a cost, though. The Boston Braves had to be required to pay $2,500. The Boston Red Sox only paid $1,000 because the Boston Braves had a bigger ballpark. Yeah. <laughs> 1929. Mm-hmm. Anyway, God bless America. Hoorah, boys. See you tomorrow. Have a good one. And be careful out there. I got to go. You're killing me. Hoorah. Look out. Here we go. Six o'clock coming up tomorrow. It's Neil Bort's time at four o'clock.
Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash john. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.